Episode number 72 of the Tartan Running Shorts podcast, hosted by Tom Bryan and myself, Kyle Gregg. So Tom, what the hell is this thing you've got in the <laughs> sitting room right now? In, we're not in fact, we're not in the sitting room, we're in the, the what do you call it, the kitchen. The kitchen, yeah. <laughs> right, I'm going to say it. Okay, Google. So what? Kyle is demonstrating the smart technology that we're using in the house, our okay Google <laughs> there we go. Now this thing is an ab- this thing is horrendous, right? So I'm I'm basically t- to set the scene, folks. I uh, I've just come back from the Metro. Well, we both just come back from the Metro Aberdeen session at Duffin yep. Park. Um, Tom's just blew me a new arsehole. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was blooming hard. It was uh, ten times two minutes with a minute recovery. There's me thinking the minute recovery is a walk. No, no, it's a it's a float. I didn't know it was a float, so. You, to 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 get set again to set the scene, folks. You know when you're running really hard and you just stop and you kick your legs and you you, you swell your arms up. That's what I did in the first rep. No, no, no. Tom and the boy Callum Neff, the the new new recruit from Metro, continued to run at six minute miles, and I'm like, really? <laughs> <laughs> so it was oh, it was so hard. But anyway, I'm I'm, I'm already waffling already. We've kind of jumped onto the se- training sessions, but. So I'm so anyway, we come back from our session, I walk into Tom's kitchen, and Tom's speaking to who I thought was Fiona. Um, no no, it's not Fiona, it's this Google thing. So Tom says to the to the Google thing, um, Google, can you um, can you set a timer <laughs> for me for ten minutes? And uh, so Tom's pushing his chest out, walking around, strutting strutting himself <laughs> around the kitchen, thinking he's really cool and uh, he's got all this new fancy technology. So a few minutes later, Tom says, Google, how long's left uh, on, on the timer? Google hasn't put the timer on whatsoever. Yeah. So, <laughs> so uh, you're, you're, he doesn't know how long the, the, the food's been in the oven for. Now, it, th- thankfully, uh, Fiona came down and, and, and sorted it out. You know, outrageous. And, uh, it, was, it was absolutely fine. So, so yeah, so it's, it's Google, but Google does tell you a joke. Okay, Google, tell me a joke. Music to chiropractors love. Hip hop. Hey, there you go, folks. Yeah, I hope you heard that. I hope we did. This is actually turned out to be an incredible advert for uh, for Google. It's it's a uh, it's just a Google Assistant. That's yeah, all it is. What, what relevant what relevance does it have in your household if it doesn't give you the right? It says it says the timer. Okay, that was uh, I. I cocked up. Folks, he had a watch on. That is a lie. I do not have a watch on. Why do you not have a watch on? Why did you just use a stopwatch? (laughs) Well, you get an egg timer or something. This is 2019, mate. You need to get with the get with the program. Google needs to get with the program. It didn't tell you the time. Anyway, I'm ranting already. We've talked. Listen to this guy, right? This guy. He comes around, we have a lovely dinner for him on the table, and what's his biggest problem that about the technology in the room? He's getting lasagna, it's a turkey lasagna with some spinach in it, French beans on the side, garlic bread, and he's griping I, 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 about the technology you, in the room. You've got a fair point, but it's the only thing I'm griping about, the food was magnificent. <laughs> <laughs> we had a good old Shane Flat, Flat what's her name? Shalane Flanagan. Shalane Flat. Flanagan, Flanagan. Yeah. <laughs> he hasn't had a beer despite yeah, what yeah, he, he sounds like yeah um, and uh, what was it ricotta cheese um, yeah a bit of a bit of mozzarella in there mozzarella uh, turkey lasagna turkey, all that it was, it, was, it was really nice um, so I highly recommend uh, searching for that recipe folks it was 
Oh, it was lovely. The green beans are topped it off, you know. But uh, yeah. we, what we should, we should. Uh, I mean, we're we are rambling. Before we we kind of get back into the show, we've got a, a lot tonight. We've got a. We're gonna. We're probably gonna snip back into some UTMB. We're gonna talk about racing. I was racing at Crathis. We've got Ali Hay on this week, which is cool. Finally, so plenty, plenty to go around. Um, but yeah, as Kyle mentioned, we we had the pleasure of Kyle gracing us at Metro Aberdeen with his uh, presence at training, well, and it was a uh, it was it, it was a good session. I wouldn't say gracing. <laughs> gracing wasn't the, the word. Uh, I was um, I was I was hanging on for dear life and. It's, it's there hasn't been many times in the, the last few months or even year or so that I've felt like I needed to chunder after a training <laughs> session. Today was one of them. I was uh, there was a junior session and you know, I said hello <laughs> to the juniors, high five the juniors. You know, you know the, the, yeah. the, the heroes talk, here, Kyle. No, not me. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. You no, but that's it. what they're thinking. Yeah, well, and then there's me in the bushes. <laughs> you know, trying, even, trying to pick up there. In your defence, so if we go to take you, we'll go back into last week. So we're two weeks and three days out from the UTM after the UTMB. Kyle has run maybe twice. One of which was a five k on Saturday. Now I unfortunately didn't make Crathis in time for the five k. So there's a there's a good reason that yeah. it's probably good that you didn't see the. And that. I understand that Kyle was lining up at this. Uh, this 5k slightly embarrassed in his club colours because it was essentially a junior race <laughs> I was the Pied Piper of the day <laughs> so I tell you what I was uh, I mean folks I did break 80 minutes uh, and I know it was a, it was a, it was classed as a cross country that's a hilly route though that one. it's a hilly route but you know when any you know people don't see that when it comes to power of 10 or your, is it the Crafters Park run no I th- it might be some of it I think okay. it could be reversed what did I run I ran that early in the year I'm trying to work out what I ran it much faster than I did much quicker than I did definitely um, but uh, yeah when it comes to the, the good old run Britain rankings that's what shot <laughs> right, back down, right down to the, the bottom again but hey I don't really follow that well, but, but you uh, know I mean okay as hilarious as I think it is A you still won it but B with you talk about that and in the session tonight You've gone from running 30 hours to doing two-minute efforts. I mean, it, it couldn't be more dissimilar. So it, no one, I mean, that must have been, like, probably good for you to have a group to run with tonight, but that must have, that first one must have been... That 5K, that 5K was, well, not even, today's session, that 5K was bloody hard because <laughs> it was an uphill start. There's this little 30-year-old guy, now, he's an Arbroath runner and he, he's got a, a lot of pedigree, like, for the age he is, um, I mean, I'm not saying, like, you know, I think he ran it in 19 minutes. Uh, I think his name's Brody. Um, okay. And uh, he had some, some turn of pace on him. I mean, okay, it's, uh, I've got 100 mile, uh, you know, fatigue in my legs. But I was surprised to see a 30-year-old kid just a minute behind me in a 5K. It's bloody impressive. So um, look, look out for the, a guy called Brody who runs for our brief. Uh, he's going to be one to watch, I think. Uh, and and he continues what he's doing in the races he's running. So importantly, do you still have pins and needles on your feet? I do, yeah, yeah. And but have it, you got any more insight into no, what that I, is? No, I think there's been a couple of folk I've, I've spoke to and they've, they've had the same feeling, but no one's, uh, no one's uh, been overly concerned about the pins okay. and needles. But pins and needles are my two, two toes in my left and the, the outer side of my uh, my foot, so oh. I don't know what it is, but I mean it's not affecting me. It's not affecting my running or anything. It's not it's not painful. It's just annoying, you know, when you're sitting at work and you're 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 getting these the sort of tingly feet, you know. So 
But eh, I'll be, I'll be fine. Well, at, least be fine. at least you're running now. And how are your legs? They, apart from being tired, are they sore? I mean, what is the impact? Uh, what is the the post two weeks after a hundred miler? What is that? Or not just any hundred miler? The UTMB. What does that it, do to you? But well, I think the yeah. last two weeks, mentally and physically, it drains. <laughs> it drains, it drains the, the hell out of you. I'm going to try not to swear tonight. Um, and and it's it's quite it is quite hard to to like yesterday Monday I was going to go out for a run. I, I walked out. I was, I was actually posting a, a letter. Uh, so I had an intention to go out for a run. And so I ran. Started running with the letter. And then I thought, Nah, I'm just going to walk to the post box because I could could I just had nothing. Right. Uh, yesterday okay. I had absolutely nothing in my head. I just didn't want to run. It was weird. It was kind of like, nah, my, my leg, maybe that was a 5K did that. Yeah, I possibly. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I was, I was kind of just like, nah, today's just take a, take a day off, you know, and just let your body recover, let your mind just um, reset itself. And uh, So I think there's, there's still elements of, of feeling really fatigued mentally and physically, but, um, but uh, you know, I'm starting to recover now and I've, I've kind of, We'll speak about what my new kind of goals are for the okay, later cool. on, maybe. Um, but uh, but now I'm, I'm looking forward to just uh, you know, going down the distance and, and working my way back up again. So nice. Uh, yeah. So but anyway, so two runs last week and then the session tonight. That's the, the session tonight. I, I really straight enjoyed in. that session. Oh, good. Uh, and, and it was good. I really enjoyed it. It was really good. Ten times two minutes, one minute float. Tommy and uh, the, the new man Callum Callum Neff, isn't it? So this boy's a, a, a new Metro recruit. Yeah. Now we were, I think we're rambling on about buggies and world records and things. This boy holds a stroller world record for the marathon in two thirty one. Uh, and he recently just came back from the the world former championships yeah. and uh, ran a two fifty seven uh, for for Canada. So this boy's got a, a huge amount of talent, and we're. Delighted does, yeah. to have him on uh, on board the, the, the Metro the Metro Massive. Eh? Absolutely. So, so it was, it's great that he's joined the club. It's great that he's down at you know coming down to club training, which is cool. And that, you know yeah. we're, we're great to have that sort of Tuesday setup. And yeah. and yeah, he's you know he's at, he's run a double. But I'm looking to check my sure he's, right? he's done. I think he's done his marathon record for. And I don't think he listens, but he may may correct us. His marathon. So he's a two twenty two guy marathon flat. His buggy is a two thirty one time. His double buggy time is two forty six, I think. Okay. And his buggy single buggy kid in for a half is one eleven something. Jeez. Now that is that out for that's quicker than my well. So the half is the half is quicker than my PB. Put it that way. <laughs> the the math is just slower <laughs> than my PB. Now it's interesting when you read into it. You know, when you hear from him that he's got he did the marathon world record according to his website with. His daughter, who was nine months old, yeah, and uh, yeah, and he had a, a certain. He's very, apparently very specific on the on the buggy. But the problem is, what a, what a, if we've got Kyle here, a new dad, Logan's chomping to get pushed out in the buggy. Oh, well, and got, now, what a market that the cows put down for you. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> it's uh, it's so we've got an out and about uh, buggy, and it's uh, it's I've been. I've been going up and down Davy McLean Drive, you know, just without Logan in it, just to to get the feel, and it's feeling good, you know, it's it's fast. Uh, so we we had that out in Chamonix as well, and it just feels it feels amazing, you know. So I'm 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 looking forward to to when Logan's uh, next a lot stronger, and he he's jumping in that buggy, and uh, we're yeah. we're going crazy at park runs and all the 
the fancy family stuff that you do when you've got kids and you can't even run yourself, you know, so uh, should be good. So anyway, we, we, we were chatting about the Metro training session today, so it was myself, you and uh, Calm, you yeah. guys were leading the way and I was just trying to hold on, you know, the visible an invisible rope uh, dragging me along. And, I mean, you uh, say you sell this, but I'm sitting there feeling like a fraud. So I'm going into this session, and I've got one guy who's just run the UTMB on my left, and on my right I've got a guy who's just done the 50k World Champs. 50k is nothing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 50k. Just a couple hours of running, you know. So and I'm thinking, I'm thinking, you know, and, I'd be, and actually the first couple of reps, I was the one sort of sat just off the back. I'm thinking, I need to get my finger out here and actually push on here. I've got, I'm supposed to be in like approaching I'm not sure if I, we can talk about that but approaching peak shape here so it was good though and actually I think as a group it was good to have a classic chasing folk you know pushing yeah. each other on it was good I really enjoyed it like I haven't done a session like that like I know I've just come back from the UTMB but just having if I ran that session myself there's no way I'd have been anywhere near that pace like nowhere near and um, it just it just really hits home how important it is if you have people around you here you know, you, you've you you've got marathon pace. Yeah. That was a faster session, but oh yeah, um, <laughs> so it was like that. you know, if you guys were doing a ten k or like you know six times a mile, I wouldn't be anywhere near you. But to do something as short as that, I was probably going to be more tired than, mm. than you are tomorrow because you're used to that. But it was great. I, I thought it was, and uh, you know, thought it was really good. But anyway, I've rambled on about me, Tom. You had an awesome session on Saturday, um, looking at it. From 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 my kind of perspective, you did. What did you do? You did a few miles before the half, and then you you, you worked out a half marathon and came third at Crafus. Yes. Uh, so what? Tell so, me how. Tell me how it went. So the race was. I said last week I was doing the Crathis half. Now the plan was to do it as a as a training run. Now I know some folk may roll their eyes at that, and I'm to be quite honest, I don't really care. I went into it saying to myself, this is a training run, and. Some folks say, oh, I had a, the minute they have a bad run, they say I had a training run. I can say wholeheartedly the plan for that race was to run between 5.48 and 5.45 at marathon pace and and run marathon pace with 7 to 8 miles on my legs. So that's what I went into did. So off the off the blocks, um, I let the two boys sail off and Tom, so shout out to Tom Roach and Jason Kelly and thought I'll just set a marathon pace here and 5.35 to 5.40, a bit hot in the first half, but there was a tailwind. It's quite a fast uh, couple of miles. Isn't yeah, it, it really you, is. You really can just... That second mile is just... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you know, I felt really... So I felt the first half, of course I did, because it was a tailwind. I felt really good, really within myself. And then I got to about... We turned at seven and we started coming back at the headwind. And I still felt... I still felt... I was working harder to hold the pace, but I still felt this is not half marathon effort. This is still a, a pretty controlled effort. But then once we got to 10, there was a section, a bit of a trail section, and... I'm going to get shot for this, but I had my old vapor flies in it on, and they fell apart. I mean, I say they fell apart. It's not. It's a. It's not an excuse. It didn't affect the running. You got new just, ones now. I've got new ones yes. for, for Amsterdam. Yeah. So anyway, went to the trail section and it slowed me down a wee bit, and I just never got back onto it. And the last two three miles is uphill, um, and it was a br- it was a brutal headwind. <laughs> <laughs> it was like forty mile an hour gusts, right? I know that I'm I'm being that guy who says. Oh, I've got about 100 tornadoes on my Strava title. It was, it was really, it's quite a stiff headwind. Uh, uh, and I, I, can, uh, I can say it was actually very, uh, <laughs> you're very, too kind, very, very cold and windy. I mean, I was, I was, you know, sheltered behind Carathas Castle, trying to, you know, my Julie, trying to chill out, you know. So 
So I, I slowed, the pace did slow, and I actually slowed past marathon pace, which annoyed me. So I'm closing at like six twenties, and what I guess the the what I've since sort of settled on the fact is actually you know the, the boys in front who were one or two minutes up the road from me they were they slowed more than I did. So actually I think that shows I, I wasn't quite I certainly wasn't there. I mean the last mile I was I was working. I think it just shows how strong you are at the moment. And I said this to you earlier. You've got a lot of strength, uh, and that's what you need when it comes to a marathon. You you can't be you know flailing in the last couple of miles when you yeah. when you get to. I mean that's. So you, but just just to be clear, you did how many miles before the half? So I did seven miles before seven the half. Seven before, and then you did 30, 30 so 20 miles. And so three, you were, three hours. Essentially. And you were, how much recovery did you have between the seven and the half? Not that five much. minutes. Five minutes. So yeah. You're essentially going into mile 19, 20, and when you go up a hill and a wind. Like I guess, when, yeah, so when you put it like that, actually, yeah. so if I was in those conditions in the marathon and I was only running 620s, yeah. I'd be pretty pleased, actually. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I actually, I've actually settled on it, and you know, I... That settled on the fact that you that it's it actually was a pretty solid run. So I ran one fifteen forty eight. So not quite marathon pace. Yeah, as yeah. everyone knows, I'm looking to go under two thirty. But I think you know when that when you look at the conditions, you're if you were a flat sort of half, that would have probably been a sub one fifteen. Yes, I think so. Yeah, yeah. I th- exactly. So that that is when I start thinking about that, it fills me with a bit more confidence. Um, so and also, like, we'll see. You, you, you said you know you're you're that guy who's done that seven mile. Yeah, people might go, oh yeah, you did. You came, you came, you came third, but you you're not making an excuse because you, no offense, the Crathis half isn't a exactly. It's not a race. It's a race, but it's it's not an area. Well, like, put it. Well, put it I um, when I was doing marathon training and I got my PBs, uh, I was. I did run Gary and, and I did like a, a 10k oh, okay. and then I went in there straight away yeah. went into the half marathon okay. and uh, and I found that was a massive day it was a really good big training block yeah. great training block for and it was a really good confidence, confidence booster as well just to to race the, the, the race but to go off because you can't really race a half marathon after you've done Seven eight miles. You can't. You're not going yeah. to get a PB. You're not going to. Of course you're not. You're not, not yeah. fast. So. And, well, do you know what's yeah. interesting? I had such a busy week, and again, this is. And I'm not laying on excuses. I'm actually propping myself up as to why I think it was a good effort. So I had a busy Friday. So I ran at like seven thirty on Friday night. I did nine miles. So actually, I went into the race with seven, with sort of nine miles on Friday night, seven miles before the race Saturday morning. So actually, going into the race, yeah, my legs are pretty loaded. Miles, you've loaded an ultra So, so well, anyway, so what I'm I'm now settled on the fact that actually, do you know what? Yeah, it's solid yeah. twenty three miles of the day, and um, yeah. So we'll see. And actually, what's interesting? So the guys up the road. So yeah, Jason ran I think like seventy three something. And Jason's a 71, 70, or sub seventy one minute half guy. So okay, it just shows it's a slow day. Uh, Tom as well. I mean, Tom ran two twenty seven in London. So, yeah, I, I'm 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 pretty happy with it. It was a good week actually. What else did I do last week? I did a pretty solid. I did a pretty solid session at some point. I can't remember what it was. Um, uh, I did. Oh, I did a I did a three two one session in Duffy Park on Wednesday night with, with Cameron. Minutes or miles oh. with with uh, Cameron Strachan. So three miles. At marathon pace, sorry, half marathon pace, then, uh, no, marathon pace, sorry, three miles at marathon pace, and then I had a, a one-mile float. We know that Kyle loves a float at 6.10. Oh, and then float. two miles at marath- half marathon pace, and then I closed with a mile at 
uh, 10k pace. So kind of working through the gears, which is good. So I really, I felt, I feel pretty sharp. And in that session we did tonight, the three of us, I felt like we're running 5.10, 5.15 and I feel like I'm not totally flat out. So I, I think that yeah. that's, it, it's boding well. So where I'm at now is I'm, I'm f- six weeks, if you include this week, six weeks out from Amsterdam. I've got no more races. It's just pure training. We're in Berlin next weekend for free, so I'll get. A, I'm hoping to get a, a long run session while I'm out there. But I've really only got, say, four more long runs. Yeah, and then that's, that's it. Done. So do you know? So what, what's your if you if you were to say you were to taper now, right? In the next week, say you've got Berlin, mm-hmm. Berlin. What, what do you? Ooh, do you interesting. Think, do you think you're you're ready to PB? No, or, no. Okay. And I don't know what. And actually, and, I was. Yeah. What? Why do you think that is? Do you think? You, have you been looking back on your your year and, and you're, you know looking at when you got a PB last year, yeah. looking at your splits and how you're feeling at that point? Do you think you're still faster than you were last year? Or, or? it's a difficult one because going I, last year, remember, and I was genuinely looking to go to two thirty five last yeah. year until Great Scottish. Now, so by this time last year, I went into Great Scottish. And I remember the week before I got to Scottish, I was in London and I did a, a session on the Tuesday, mile reps, five by a mile. And I was shooting to do them at like half marathon pace. So like what was going to be like 535, something like that. And I ran them all at 515 pace. And I remember feeling yeah. I'm flying here. I felt really good. Yeah. And I went into I went into Great Scottish that weekend, really up for it, really confident. And I don't have that same confidence. I'm sure that will come. All I need is a couple of big sessions yeah. where it just clicks. You know, I it think- just... Yeah, I think what you're doing at the moment, don't change it. Just watch that you any niggles or anything. Yeah. Just touch read that that doesn't happen. But but you know what's interesting, Rico. So our boy Chris Richard made a good point the other day because I said to him, I think I'm probably in the same after great run. I think you know similar sort of time. I'm probably in the similar sort of shape. And he said, and he made the point saying, if you can go to Amsterdam in the same shape that you were in Frankfurt. Just the mental side might yeah. take you to because I ran two thirty fifty, yeah. so that might just being a little bit more aggressive in the first half because I went through the first half in seventy six ten and I closed in seventy four yeah, fifty. Yeah, so yeah, if I yeah. maybe a bit more even and a bit more aggressive in the first half, that maybe two sub two thirty can come. And what's um, what's Amsterdam like as a as a course in flat? Is there dams in Amsterdam? But um, uh, do you have the, to go over like I think there's dams a, and stuff. No, right? no, I think there's a. I mean, from what I've read, there's it's all flat. There's a couple of little like overpass type things. Yeah, but nothing but, significant. No, nothing yeah. significant. I mean, people, a lot of people period there. So, um, yeah, it's very exciting. Place in the world, eh, not in the world, but I, yeah, it's, it's flat, flat, isn't it? It's a flat country. So, um, yeah. So I, anyway, so that's uh, where where we while out yet. But I'm I'm kind of I'm glad. You know, though, I'm we're saying about I was sitting there over dinner with Kyle and feeling oh I wish I was doing Berlin, but actually. I need the next six weeks. Yeah. I think I still need, I've still got room to go. And I, I think it's good that next six weeks I can really, if I, as you say, consistent mileage, nothing too ridiculous, get yeah. the sessions in. You know, that's another thing. My mileage hasn't been as high. I've been struggling to get doubles in because I've been quite busy and not getting, I'm unable to get lunch runs in as much as I did previously, which is a bit annoying. But you've um, got consistency behind you though this time. You're, yeah. You're getting, you look back and you're, you're training. You've been consistent for how many months now? Probably since after April. Boston, yeah, so April, yeah. yeah. So that's like, to, to have that spell, you know, you, you could you could do doubles for, you know, a few weeks and then go, right, I'm really tired, I'm just going to drop it back and I'm just going to have like a crappy, you know, three times 30 mile weeks and 
and yeah. then you have to build it back. But you've been, and that's the key. And I'm sure, um, you know, from from what uh, from what the theme tonight will probably be con- uh, consistency when it comes to to Ali Hayes' interview as well. Yes, uh, I haven't listened to it just from what Tom's told me. So, so that'd be uh, uh, oh, that'd you're be you're in for a treat, listeners. Oh, so. yeah. So there we go. So I mean, as a, we've obviously been quite. Uh, I haven't really talked so much about the race. It's a bit of a while off, but yeah. From now it's on, not anymore, it's, uh, from now on, we need something to chat. Yeah, about. we do. Yeah, to speak about folks. I, I only did the five k. Please, the TRS listeners, keep the, the race. Yeah, keep keep me keep me relevant. You know. <laughs> but what we can maybe not this week, but next week, what we'll talk about is the uh, we've got the Berlin Marathon and Loch Ness coming up and obviously uh, we've got a real interest with Fiona running there's a couple of other Scots out there so we'll talk about that next week and uh, I'm, and also things like cross country is not far off you know yeah. I'm you know I'm suddenly realising I'm men's captain as a lot of people know at the club and I'm thinking bloody hell I need to start getting names for <laughs> some relay teams here yeah. so I've sent a couple of emails out the last couple of weeks pulling names out which is and we've got we've got you know a, a solid squad I mean you look at the results we had at Sterling, we were fourth team. You've got Cameron Strachan, Ben Ward, Chris Richardson. These three in there. You've got Kenny Garns running well. You know, we've got our top four is going to be strong. Um, and when we get to December, hopefully you and I will be back in action. Oh, yeah, yeah, back in the Bulgaria again. Yeah, yeah. Livingston, Livingston, Livingston this year. This yeah, year. Oh, God. yeah. Sunny, beautiful sights. Yeah. There's Livingston. Yeah. Oh, so that'd be, that'd be good. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, I think we're going to get a lot. We're going to get quite busy again soon, which is cool. Really good. Oh, that'd be exciting. So, so yeah, so that's uh, that's our week, I suppose. And um, yeah, good, I think to round it off, good good training week. Uh, yes, it good, was a good bit of time at the castle as well. And um, I suppose just to finish off for me, um, I, Debbie was running the half marathon, um, so she she went out and, and got a second place, uh, a, a slight a little bit behind Kerry, but uh, one twenty eight. So. Really delighted to, to see her run and, and, and getting a, a time like that. So uh, I, I think that that run, that time is quicker than she ran at Dice based on the conditions. I, I probably would agree, yeah. So she's, yeah, so yeah. What, how, she's what, nine weeks, ten weeks? Nine, nine ten weeks, are, yeah. yeah. Part, postpartum yeah. And, and yeah, I think she's obviously getting fitter and fitter. I, I think a Great so. result, it's, it's amazing. I'm really impressed by that. I, to be honest, um, she's... She's not. She's not really been doing much running, um, as such, because of her. She's getting a lot of pelvic pain when you know from mm. pregnancy, obviously, um, or from giving you know pushing Logan out. Um, <laughs> but but what she has been doing is she's been doing a lot of aerobic conditioning. She's been doing a lot of cycling. She's been doing a lot of swimming, um, and the odd run where she doesn't feel any pain. Um, okay. So so yeah, she's been lucky enough just to kind of. I think 15, 20 miles a, a week, which doesn't sound that much, but um, but when you add in all the other aerobic work and all the cross training, it, I think that's she's she's always done something as well during her pregnancy, mm-hmm. and I think that's helped her come back a lot quicker when it comes to, to running. Um, so so yes, yeah, so it's exactly. I mean, her, her PB, her, you know, her, her half half marathon at Crafts, okay, it was it was one twenty two, I think. Um, so she's a little bit off that. Okay, the conditions weren't that good, um, but yeah, she just needs to try and get hip sorted and try and get the running back. And she's going to do Huntley Triathlon this weekend as well, which is going to be oh wow uh, interesting. I'll be cheerleading, you know, with nice. Bear. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. So, uh, so that's that. This that's this weekend. So anyway, but so, yeah, we, we maybe go go over the 
Well, we've got results as well. Fair, fair few results. Well, if we if we start with the Crafters results, then as a fallen, you know, noon on my run and Debbie's run. So the men's on the men's side, it was we mentioned Jason Kelly, Metro Aberdeen for the win in seventy three thirteen. Tom Roach was uh, second. Tom Roach is uh, JSK uh, Running yeah, Club. That's right. Seventy four twenty five and third place myself seventy five forty seven. How does it feel to read your name, mate? Weird. That's the first time I've ever done that. that, uh, That's the first time I've ever had to do that. Sorry. This is all right. Um, So on Uh, the female side, Kerry Prize, Metro Aberdeen for the win, seventy-three fifty-seven. Kerry, sorry, eighty-three fifty-seven. Kerry shaping up really well for the Loch Ness Marathon. Debbie Gregg, uh, seventy-eight seventeen. We talked about one twenty-eight seventeen. A brilliant, brilliant run from her. And Hazel Wyness, one thirty. 12, also met Aberdeen. Actually, Kerry mentioned, so Kerry won the Larry Grew early right, in the summer, yeah, so yeah. becoming a TRS regular. Uh, she is that, and uh, you know she was running at Dice Half as well, so it was uh, of course, yeah. a one to uh, a Dice in, in, in Krathis as well. So, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing how she gets on uh, the Loch Ness Marathon. I don't know if she's done a marathon before. She? No, she's done a quite a few long races yeah. like yeah. Larry Grew, but first in road marathon, so yeah, really interesting to see how she goes there. Yeah, cool. All right, so the next results we have is we. I've got a um, a snapshot of the the Devon Devon Vale Half Marathon, and uh, I've just expanded the the results. Funnily enough, we probably just saw that too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we, we've got two laptops out just now, and uh, I just exploded the results onto like one page, so we're having a little chuckle ourselves. So the, the results are fairly, um, yeah, the, the pretty, pretty, you know, I suppose, uh, maybe not as fast results as um, some of the other races, but nonetheless, um, don't know what the conditions were like, but it's always good to see lots of races happening in the, the northeast of Scotland. So Kevin Williams, unattached, the man, unattached runner, winning a half, eh? Oh, wow, yeah. Uh, David Blackman of Southampton, oh, that's, uh, that's a fairly national affair, I suppose. Um, Robert Cumming, oh, sorry, David was 127.22. Robert Cumming, Devon Rail Harriers, 127.59. And uh, first over 40 was James Watt of Fraserburgh, 133. Uh, Alan Reid, over 50, there's a, there's a name there. Peter Head, 132.24. And uh, Vintage, who's a vintage guy? Uh, David Norrie, 5AC, 143. So in the female side, with Maureen, Maureen Mackay of Nairn Road, Roadrunning Club, uh, 144.06. And our, uh, yeah, Carol Massey, one of, the, one of our fans. Legend. Fraserburgh, uh, 147.09. So well done to Carol. And in third place, so- Sonia McTavish of Tariff Roadrunning Club, 149.06. And uh, yeah, in first over 40, Kirsty McDougall, Devon Rail Harriers, 149. First over 40. 50 is Linda Woodison of uh, Unattached, that's not a club, 203. And first vintage is Antoinette O'Toole, 249. There you go. So that's Devonville half. I've never done that one, but uh, maybe want to put on the radar for, for, for uh, when we perhaps get a little bit older and get a bit bored and don't want to venture to all these crazy places we're going to. Eh? Indeed. Yeah. So moving on to the Cumbernauld 10K, that was uh, that was on Sunday just past. So that was won by Jonathan Roebuck, Inverclyde AC in 32.30. Second place, Alex McGarity, unattached, 34.18. And third place, Graham McCabe, 34.33. Con- 
Kirk and Tillich Olympians. On the women's side, it was a win for Kristen Lowney, who's had a shout out here before. She's PH Racing and she won it in 38.11. Second place, Lindsay Fraser of Edinburgh AC in 38.51. And in third place, Julie Beveridge of Calder Glen Harriers in 39.26. Now, if we just to give a shout out to some of the age category results, because they, they are here, which is good. Um, we had an under 20, uh, Kyle Williamson, 38.54. Uh, Holly Tennant, female under 20s at 49.10. The first V40 was Neil Burrow, 34.57, unattached. First female V40, Angela Sanderlands, Carnegie Harris in 41.24. V50 man was Ross McGurkin, Mc, McGeekin, sorry, Cumbernauld AAC in 36.57. First female V50, Melissa Wiley, Dumbartonshire A. A in 42 minutes flat and on the V60 side we have Alistair Chisholm of Dundee Roadrunners in 42.10 and Ishbel, Isabel Burnett, sorry, Carnegie Harris, 44.22. Blimey, they've even got over... Right, I'm going to have to keep going here. <laughs> Male V70, Ian Stewart, 50.05, unattached. Female V70, Eileen Revy, 58.11. Male V80, Ian, Win- Ian Winship, Is this a 50, 56 flat. Jesus. So that is amazing. Over 80 and he's running sub 60 for That 10K. is unbelievable. Is there was actually, and actually, do you know what? Let's give a shout out where it's due. Second V80, Alistair Jack, 122 26. Yeah. Two, and he's got a club, NRAC. So yeah. Kudos, oh, guys. That's, uh, that's, that's cool. I'd love to be racing at that age. Do you, do, you, do you think you will be? Do you think you'll be racing for another 50 years? I think. Surely mm-hmm. not. You put it like that, that yeah. means you will still be racing in 50 <laughs> that, years' that time. Does sound, uh, that does sound brutal. That, that does, I mean, it's just, <laughs> surely it's something your competitive juices run out. Well, I don't know, like, I mean... Oh, and okay. remember, to go back to... When but we, it's, you know, it's like, when you do a run, the following day, you can't run. Like, I, I, I remember when I was, you know, this isn't even going back that long, like, four years ago, I could whip out, you know, really fast 10k reps, you know, mile. Let me try, yeah. And now, like, if I like tomorrow, I'm gonna, I've, you know, that that V80 guy beat me. You know, <laughs> if we race, he would beat me. Like, do you, well, do you know, what I know it's now, and a lot of our slightly older listeners might roll their eyes at us. Early, let's be kind. Early thirties, yeah. making these comments, but I find mid, mid 30s now. I'll oh, stick to early. Yeah. Come on, mate. Let's, 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 <laughs> but you know, if I go so tomorrow morning, if I go out before uh, work for a sort of recovery run, my first mile will be. I'll be lucky if it's under eight minutes. Now, knowing that a normal, an easy run in the evening is like seven. You know, it's. It, I am so creaky in the. In the morning, in the morning, and it, the first mile of an, of an easy run is generally quite slow anyway, and I, and I think that is an age thing. I mean, it's it, it never it used is. to be that hard. There's an element of that, yeah. I mean, you know, you're talking to a guy who runs 20 minute miles, you know, when it comes to 100 miles, but uh, or even longer than that. That's, that's pretty nice. 106, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I get, I totally feel for 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 the. You know, for anyone who's, who's who's been running for a while, not even running for a while, just getting a little bit older, and and you know, those easy miles do tend to to to, to, to become a little bit more laboured than than before, and and that, that that's a that's a thing though. You know, why are they, why is it is it age or is it lack of strength and conditioning? Is it lack of sleep? Is it your nutrition? What you know, what is recovery time needed? I need to recover for longer when when you get a bit older. It's an interesting debate. Mm. I'm sure it'd be, it'd be a debate for another time. But um, 
I've always been, I've always thought why I'm not able to just go out and, and run the, the, the pace I used to yeah. do my recovery runs at. Um, and does that mean because I can't run at that pace anymore, does that mean I can't run a, a fast 10k anymore? Does it mean I have to, you know, what, what does that mean? Does yeah. that mean I have to go and eat, do I have to eat differently? Do I have to sleep more? Do I have to do more strength conditioning? Do I, should I be going to yoga with Fiona and mm. doing that? Who knows? I think um, that it's just a simple case that your muscles, and this is, I'm saying this without any qualification, but I think your muscles are just taking longer to recover, but you can still, yeah. you can still perform at the level, I mean, certainly I you can still perform at the level you were yeah. A few, you know, four or five years ago, but it's just that recovery. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, one one thing that I used to do in a, a few years ago is I used to do three fairly, you know, high intensity, but you know, three key sessions a week, and I only do two, and I make those mm. two count per week now, and maybe one long run, depending on what what I'm doing. If I'm in for a ten k, half a marathon, or ultra, um, and you know, rather than three key sessions Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, or Sunday, um, and that tends to work for me because I think you, you find your limit and you find that actually if I was to do three I'm, I'm, I'm not going to do them well I'm going to have to recovery wise between each of the sessions I'm just going to have I'm not going to have enough time and so that tends to work for me so, uh, yeah. I, and one thing you know what I find interesting remember we spoke to Morag Miller and Morag was saying how she thought her legs were younger than she was which I think is a great quote yeah it always sticks and that's excellent so if you take a if you take a someone who's eighty, I would love to know if these guys are running now at eighty whatever. Yeah. Have they been running since they were twenty? Surely they've not been running for sixty years. That I mean, surely not, because then those are bloody old legs. And I'd say that without Hill, any disrespect. Ron Hill, Ron Hill was running until every day for yeah, I mean, true. Ron Hill's a, a, you know, it's a special a case. Special yeah. case, but like but, it is impressive to But if you don't run at all till you're fifty and you take up running you see what I mean? You're obviously yeah. you're, you'll have done less cumulative damage. It depends what else you do in life, I suppose. Yeah, that's true. You know what we should do is we should get sometime get someone who knows what they're talking about. Maybe a physio. Maybe James Cruikshank would be excellent. Yeah. And we talk about masters running. He can tell. He can prepare us for what's to come. That's that sounds <laughs> a good idea. He can give us that SNC plan to to follow for a bit. Exactly. Uh, yeah. So that's it's quite a good set. I think that's uh, it's quite an interesting debate. And yeah. when it comes to results, you know, we don't want it to. To be a, a, a kind of listening to names, although it's always good to get shout get shout outs uh, for people who deserve it when it comes to top results. And even like I mean, we're reading results, looking at top the you know the, the top runners, but that's not to say any other runners in there um, are are less uh, superior because there's some fantastic stories when it comes to when you you know you dig into some of the names and. Some of the improvements that people make, oh. is in, in, and I was just looking at. I, I think it was something that you liked actually uh, on running our good old running friend Scotland Facebook. Yeah. Some guy um, like lost about eighteen stone. Oh, that was outrageous! That? I don't often, Jesus. I don't often like stuff and run through yeah. Scotland because it's a bunch of shite. <laughs> Excuse my French, but that was one thing that I thought that yeah, is, that deserves some kudos. Like. Honestly, it looks like it looked like. It's, I mean, it looked like a different person. It looked like a different person. You could tell it was the same yeah, person. Yeah, yeah. This is the guy who lost thirteen stone. <laughs> He'd literally halved in weight. Yeah, and it was, it's it was bonkers. Yeah, well. I mean, it wasn't just like within two weeks. It was like he's obviously done it very well, and you know, through good nutrition and, and his name was Cameron Strachan, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I noticed somebody uh, put up a, a tag him. Who's your most inspiring yeah. runner on running? Yeah. Cameron Strachan get gets a mention. Was it not you? It was yeah. me. Yeah. <laughs> 
I was like, oh God, I hope he's not affected. We can, we, we can say this because Cameron is a, is a good friend of ours and he's doing so well now. You know, he's a, he's and he, and he, he's took, he takes the piss out of us. Uh, yeah, so, so this he, is allowed. He deserves to but get... Recently, his wife yeah. shared a picture of him on holiday a few years ago. Honestly, you would think Cameron was expecting. <laughs> he had that, he was that, he had, the way he was cut, he was cusping at the, his belly like oh, a, like a bump. Yeah. Loud and proud. Loud and proud. Oh, I need to see Whereas that. In reality, it's just a rustle of his baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh dear anyway we're really we've, we've really drifted again drifted but, again yeah. but yeah m- let's do that at some stage let's the top masters I think, running I think that'd be good and I think also uh, let's talk about some of these stories that you know some runners have, have started running and, and for whatever the reason they've improved their they've, you know, huge weight loss they, they feel a lot better they've maybe had mental health and um, you know issues as well and uh, there's some fantastic stories of what running can do and uh, is, is fairly ins- inspiring oh, absolutely um, so yeah it'll be, it'll be, it'll be quite quite good to, to hear from that so one thing um, one of one one result that I want to speak about is Kyle's 10 miles <laughs> I've been itching to speak about this result now our good old friend Jack Arnold a, a listener at the show yeah, and, sure, and again another great story you know is it uni he was running maybe 40 minute 10k's and now he's running 32's you know yeah. uh, and, and, and you know he was never a big guy he just liked to do the, the, the things that we, we, we don't like to do as in like crossfit and all that kind of shite you know um, not saying it's shite at all but uh, I said I didn't swear it's not really a swear word yet um, but anyway, the results for the Kyle's 10 miles, I've never done it, it looks a fairly quick course, um, just going by, by Jack's time, uh, 55 minutes, and basically by himself really, uh, so Jack's from Bella Houston Harriers, uh, he's a run-betweener, that's his Twitter handle I think, uh, and second was Craig Lamont, uh, breaking the 60 minute barrier, also from Bella Houston Harriers, and uh, our third place man was... Wesley Patterson, oh, one, one, one hour and 48 seconds. So that's the, the top results. First vet was uh, in fourth place, Brent Brody, 103.20. Bella Houston again. Jeez, it's a Bella Houston affair. Um, and yeah, female-wise, we had our first female was Kate MacArthur of uh, New, New Club. So yeah, sign her up too. She might be a bit too far for us, however, if it's uh, down in the west, the west uh mm. Down south. Second female was uh, Louise Ross, Bella Houston again, um, and also first vet. And third place was Kelly Bailey, East Kilbride Athletics Club. So there you go, that's uh, the Kyle's 10 miles results. No idea about the race or anything, but. (laughs) You I'd need to do it one year. I'd Next love, year, you should go and do it. I'd love to win the Kyle's 10 amazing. Miles champion. The, the oh. champion of the Kyle's 10 Miles goes to Kyle. <laughs> uh, not to say I'll ever win it, you know, the, the way I, I think should, next days, year would be cool. Yeah, yeah, Jack, don't, don't enter next year. So, <laughs> I'm sure he did it the year before, actually. Didn't he? Maybe he's looking for the hat trick. Yeah, must be. Next race result we'll go on to is the Kirkcaldy Parks half, which was a couple of weeks ago. We want to speak about it because it's great to see a half marathon back in Kirkcaldy after quite a few years. Uh, we know a couple of guys, local guys, who went down and said it was great. You know, really well organised race, uh, great turnout. Good to see, you know, Olympian Derek Ray winning it. So, so really cool event and really good to see another half on the on the calendar. So on the results side, it was a win for uh, Del Rey, five AC in one ten twenty three. Second place also five AC Ryan Lafferty one eleven oh three 
and third place Ian Whitaker, Edinburgh AC in 111.28. So pretty quick field. Now, yeah, it is, yeah. The women, we'll come back to why I think it's quick. On the women's side, Sheena Logan, 124.44, Fife AC. Sheena regularly features on here, um, not for a while, but... Um, she's back on it, though. Back in it, yeah. I, don't, I wonder if she's doing Loch Ness, actually. She's, she did she, it last she year. She won it last year, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, second place, second shout out of the night for her, Kristen Lowney, PH Racing in 126.43. And in third place, Janet Dixon, 128.38. Now, um, yeah, do you know, I'll give her the category shouts as well. Ben Huckins, first V50. V, v How old is he now? Sorry, Ben. Yeah. First V40 was Ben Huckins, uh, PH 111.54. Janet Dixon, V40, women, 128.38. On the V50 men was Ian Sheeran's, 122. Female V50, Sandra Robertson, 143. V60, Alan Gibson, 128. And Lynn Stephen, 5AC, 140.44. Shout out to Lynn, she's a, a friend. Uh, and on the males, on the V70 side, sorry, it was Bill Gillen, 156. And Margaret Cavana, 203. Now, what I want to put out there for Kirkcaldy Half is, I saw a lot of chat about this on running friends Scotland of all places and generally on social media a couple of guys from our club went down and ran it and I noticed on the Strava uh, 12.8 miles so instantly these boys are getting pelters that's not half marathon then I saw someone put up on on the, the uh, on running friends or something like that about how oh is it it's, it's a GPS error and then people saying oh, it was properly measured I'm sorry you do not get a point three of a mile discrepancy on a run I, I, I people say, oh, there was trees, blah blah. I don't. No way. I'm not. I am not having that. There's. I'm sure. I'm not knocking the organisers. I'm sure that the measurements were done properly. Mistakes happen. Manchester, great run. Yeah, These are all true. big events. Make mistakes. There is. I do. I cannot accept that a, a race can be 0.3 miles out. That, I really. That's quite a lot. And you know, and I think there. Are, people are kidding themselves if they're if they're saying, oh, there was a, a Garmin error. Nah. No, honestly, no way. This What's is um, 2019. What, what was were all the Strava? It'd be interesting to know, like, how many of the runners who ran it, what their times were. Because surely, if everyone, if 90 percent of the the runners who who who, who, uh, who had a I don't know some sort of GPS device, all measured mm. 12.8 miles, then is it is it a, the only discrepancy would be potentially anyway? I mean, you know, it's not. GPS isn't in the huge, it's not entirely 100% accurate, far from it, but it's, it's as close as you're going to get. And the, the, How many halves have you done that have been 0.3 out? Not many. No, no. I did, so Cranford on the weekend was 13.09. The only thing I would say is if it was out, if it was round like a 400 metre running track, mm-hmm. now, when it comes to that, and even maybe a little bit, if it was loops or small loops, then yeah, you know, GPS isn't so, accurate at all. I get it if you're so small loops I get I also get it if you're near big shiny buildings like in yeah. Canary Wharf in London or Chicago because that's where what the GPS is doing and some someone is going to write in and tell me I've gotten this wrong some smart ass but I'm going to, I'm going to try it anyway the GPS is it's measuring the, the time in which the, your signal is going from your watch back to a satellite and doing some cool positioning thing I'm sure yeah. someone like Chris Richardson will tell me I'm wrong on that we go but, get your get right into TRS but if you've got if you've got a shiny building that can that can actually make the reflect the signal and then it looks like the signal is travelling further or shorter than it is so it has you in a different position so, so that is why if you're running through Canary Wharf okay you, I mean people say that or you know shiny buildings you, that, that will give you an issue 
I'm not sure Kakodi has enormous shiny skyscrapers in its centre of town. <laughs> now, so, high rises in there, you know, just uh, if someone knows, someone's got a feeling that I'm completely off on that. Please feed it back. But that is a big discrepancy to be out by yeah, that much. Yeah, and if it is, if it's maybe a few, then maybe there's an issue with their their Garmin or their Suno or whatever GPS device they're using. But if it's ninety percent, then. Mm. And that's not to take. I'm not taking away from what was what is an incredible event. And I tell you what, I will. Go, I only didn't do it this year because great run was in Aberdeen. I wanted to do all th- finish the, the hat trick next year. I will definitely go down to the Kirkcaldy Parks half um, because it looks like a brilliant event, and I'm sure that they'll review the measurement and and, and look at it. Uh, and it's great to see a new event. So I'm not knocking the event. I just think that we should be honest about when we see times and when I see people saying, "Oh, it's it's absolutely right." I really. I think, I yeah, I would, I would just, yeah, I would agree with you when it does come to someone claiming it's a PB and there's a clear issue of the measuring. Then you know, I, I think for me, I just wouldn't be settled to, to you know, like if I if I did a ten k and I get a PB, like say I'm in ten k shape and I got a fast time and that was my time, I just wouldn't feel confident saying this is my pb and in my you know personally i mean maybe yeah to others uh my pb is this time but i would i would like i'd rather do a race it's raw i know exactly it's been measured correctly and, and i can tell people this is my pb so i work hard for that absolutely and, uh, you know and there's maybe some people who not saying it's the kirkcaldy probably need to look at the results more to say that it is a correct distance but or an incorrect distance but um yeah. So I've got a few people in Strava up here who I follow, and the time, the distances are twelve eight three, twelve seven nine, twelve seven six, twelve seven nine. What's this one? Twelve eight five, and twelve eight seven. I know some people say, "Oh yeah, GPS are never the same." I completely agree with that, but that is consistently out. So race. So we. I'm. I'm really excited. I will be. I can. I, I give you my word. I will be down at the. Uh, Kirkcaldy Park's half next year and I look forward to racing 13.1 that's everyone that's TRS uh, told there I don't know what I'll be doing though God knows right uh, sorry, anyway. that, sorry I, I want, when I saw that so much nonsense being spoken about that I, I felt I had to speak now if yeah. someone feel free to give us your opinions on that if you disagree I know yeah quite right feel free to uh, tip in there so there's one other race I'm going to speak about uh, in terms of results. Is the Perth 10K. Now that was on this weekend, wasn't it? I think, last weekend. Um, so the winners are uh, Alistair Gudgeon of Fife Athletic Club in 33-19. Uh, second was uh, my Colin Whitby. So he's uh, a, a listener at the show. So well done to Colin in uh, 33-30. Irvine Running Club in Third place was Fraser Logan of Central Athletics Club in 34.56. In terms of the, the females, our first female was, uh, I think it was Julie Ramsey. Julie Ramsey of Perth Roadrunners, uh, also first veteran too. And uh, second, oh, Alison uh, Pilichos of Metro. So she ran at 41.53. And finally, in third place is Julie Atkinson, Unattached, 42.35. So there you go. That's the results for the Perth 10K. Got any other results? 
Uh, we've got, uh, we'll do, we'll rattle through these very quickly. So it was the Ben Nevis Hill race a couple weeks ago, which was the uh, 10th win in a row for Finlay Wild. That's right, yeah. Incredible. So well done, Finlay. Uh, Finlay Wild for the win, 132.05. John Yells, uh, 139.52 in second place, both Lockhaber uh, AC and Sam Fisher, 143.44 in third. Now the women, there's no filter. It doesn't even say if people are men or women. So actually, there may be some men who identify as women in here. But going on traditional naming, the first woman was. Blaming, not to go quite. Quite difficult to know. Isn't it? Yeah, it's not so clear. It's not not clear at all. Um, there's a couple of Sams. <laughs> <laughs> they may or may not be Sam. women. Uh, the first obvious female, Sarah Graham, more in runners in 2-12-21. So we're giving that to you, Sarah. Well done. Yeah, fantastic. Well, yeah, other than that, yeah, it's, doesn't, yeah it doesn't really tell you, does it? And L, category L isn't ladies. It's God knows what that is. Pass. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, that's uh, that's the bulk of the results, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so in terms of the, any news we've got, we've got any any news? Well, do you know what? When we were planning autumn marathons, I thought at one stage we thought we'd going over to Copenhagen for the Copenhagen half marathon. Of course, it's, that it's, was on the set. It's, it's known to be quick. Now, yeah. here's a proof that it's quick. Jeffrey Camora ran fifty-eight oh one for a world record half marathon, knocking seventeen seconds off the previous record. And I'm glad he's taken it off Kiptum because he was he failed the drug test. So, well, so is that not? Did that did that not have? Um, uh, they did, never. Did, I, I, I thought could, that would have been. It never. It was never reset that I saw. Really? Yeah. That's ridiculous, isn't it? It is ridiculous. I may be wrong, but. Um, well, I'm hoping this guy's clean. Uh, I mean, that's. Okay, well, Cam is. I mean, he's a he's well known on the circuit. Yeah, you like to think he's on the on the. He's yeah. On the ball for a while. He's he? won the world half marathon champs yeah. three times. He's. Uh, you know, world champs on the tracks, medalist. So you know, won the New York Marathon in 2017. So he's a he's a big name. Um, so yeah, you would like to think that that it must be. I mean, he ran the race by 75 seconds as well. It's massive. Like, I mean, the first day run, Jesus. I mean, the Great North Run was was run. What was that? 50, 59, uh, 59 and flat, pretty much. Was not by yeah, most. Yeah. So it's a minute quicker than that. So that's, yeah, so Kipton was the guy who at the London, pulled out the London Marathon this year after he was suspended for a doping violation. Um, but they still are referring to his time as being the previous world record. That's, so that, it's good, it is good to see, assuming he was dirty, it's good to see Cam Warrior take that off him. Yeah. Um, and also the women's race as well was was pretty quick as well. Uh, so Ethiopia's uh, behind the Baba won by 25 seconds in a time of 105 or 1. Jeez, oh, I mean, that's shifting, isn't it? Uh, with Kenya's uh, Evelyn Chirchi and uh, Dorcas Toitwek in third place. So nice, yeah, amazing. Was that not was it not Copenhagen last year where the the I'm trying to think if it was the half marathon world record. Maybe it was the European half marathon record it was absolutely obliterated by um, who was the name the, uh, the the Dutch runner? That's mm. going to annoy me. Her name um, oh. Sifan Hassan. That's right. I'm sure she won. I'm sure she brought the European. She won 106 or something, wasn't it? Yeah, so it was something like that. For somebody who's predominantly, I think, 15 and 5,000 until recently. Um, yeah, that's right. She won. Yeah, that was last year, actually, at Copenhagen. Yeah, I'm right. She ran 65 15. 
Jesus. So we're going to Copenhagen next year. Listen, <laughs> yeah. We've got this the virtual TRS list, which is things like the Antrim. Uh, is it the Antrim three K? Is it? Yep. No, Antrim. What's it called? Ah, the one that um, the Antrim's across country, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. It's called. That's really bad. It's it's something like that. It's the start of the year, and I don't know. Sounds like 3K. a horse race. Basically. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so we've got that three K to go to. We've got the night of the ten thousand. Mm-hmm. We're going to go to. You're going to do the Kyle's ten miles. Kyle's we're, ten miles. We're going to do. One. There's a bunch of other stuff, but we'll add to that Copenhagen half marathon. Yeah. Done. There you go. Officially folks. the fastest in the world. Mm-hmm. So so that's the results. Well, that's not the results because this is the news we're speaking about now. Um. The other, not really much else to speak about. The I suppose only recent uh, local or Scottish athletics news. One one that I'm looking forward to seeing is uh, the what's the date today? It's the seventeenth just now. So it's the Senior Home International, which is also the World Championship trial for um, the hill running. So that's on this weekend, um, and we've got a few of the Scots going down. Uh, Jacob Adkins running, Andy Douglas. James Dunn, James Espy, Gavin Bryson, Hamish Wolf. So that's a senior men's team. So that's going to be um, a, a real uh, interesting, interesting run for the in terms of the the trial race. So it'll be good to see how those guys get on. Mm. The World Championships is in November in Argentina. So um, yeah, depending on how the guys do, we hopefully have some Scottish representation. Uh, the women who are running: Miranda Grant, HBT. Catriona Graves, uh, Edinburgh Uni here in Hounds, Caroline Marwick and Vanessa Harris, good to see her getting a call up, and uh, Jill Stephen as well. So the the juniors, well, under 20 men, Tom Berry, uh, Owen Gollan, Hamish Hickey, Sonny McGrath, Don Ritchie's uh, grand, grandson, uh, he's also running, and under 20 women, Lauren Dixon, Lynn McKenna, Grace Malloy, and uh, Rona Murray. So that's your, your, your senior and your junior men. Nice. Right, well, I think that's it on news, so we'll we'll move on. We've got this week, we're super pleased to get Ali Hay on the show. So Ali is a is a well-known uh, figure at the front of the Scottish Athletics uh, circuit, be it on, as you'll discover on the, on the interview, road, cross-country, track, even hill. Ali's been around a long time. Ali won the, the National Cross in 2008, so, and 10 years later, he's still mixing it for medals. He's a top, top bloke. We did, he's listened to the show, it turns out, which we're absolutely delighted by. And yeah, so here we go. Ali, hey. I'm super chuffed to be joined tonight by Ali Hay, a man who uh, really does need no introduction. But Ali, welcome to the show. Hey, Otto, thanks, Tom. Thanks. Uh, yeah, honoured to be asked <laughs> to come on. Uh, I, don't, uh, I don't know what I can... Any uh, any rambling uh, <laughs> offer to anyone? Uh, I'm I'm happy to provide. Yeah. Well, what what I think is brilliant about bringing you on, Ali, is that uh, when we had Andy Butcher on, you were actually list- Andy mentioned you as his hero. So. Oh right, yeah, I was a bit surprised <laughs> at that as well. Yeah. So you're the fir- you are I think you're the first. Uh, it's like full circle, like the first sort of hero of some of an interviewee to yeah. now come on. So. Oh yeah. So that's cool. I think um, someone after that asked. Uh, Andy, if someone had uh, I'd paid them commission to pay them something to mention to give us a shout out. <laughs> yeah. I guess the central boys are going to stick together. Um, yeah, yeah. So, you're, I mean, you're obviously a lot of our listeners will know who you are. You're a, you're a permanent fixture on the Scottish Athletic Circuit, well known face, road, uh, cross country, track, podium. Uh, you know, rather than me go through it, t- tell us a bit about your background in, in athletics. Uh, yeah, I think I 
first started running, I must have been about 13 or 14, uh, and it was my, it was actually, I suppose, like a lot of people, it was kind of family. Uh, my dad was quite into running, and uh, there was a guy that he worked with who was actually turned out to be Tony Waterhouse, uh, who's uh, Ross Houston's father-in-law. Oh. He kind of said, oh, you should come along to the, there's this athletics club in Stirling, uh, you should come along here, and uh, so he kind of took us along, and uh, I suppose it, it, the rest kind of, it just kind of went from there. Um, but like I suppose, like a lot of kids, you kind of start out doing lots of different things, like kind of run, jump, throw <laughs> stuff, and just kind of messing about with your friends. Uh, and it was probably my sisters that were more, they were kind of more interested in uh, my kind of older sister. She was quite a keen sprinter, so she was kind of quite into it as well. And then I think I I did it for a year or two, and then I think I started playing kind of, I suppose like um, when you're that age, a lot of your mates are kind of into different things. So I kind of started playing kind of basketball for a year or two, so I didn't do too much athletics um, and then and then kind of drifted back into it when I was a bit older in secondary school and kind of saw that um, you could start to do quite well in it and I suppose the, the thing I enjoyed about it was I suppose it's just such a you kind of get out of it what you put in and uh, I suppose unlike team sports where you're kind of relying on other people to kind of pull their weight and stuff but then I think the good thing about the club is there's always a kind of social side to it as well so that's I think that's one of the reasons that you've kind of you kind of stick at it. Um, so mm. sounds a bit of a, a, it sounds a bit cheesy, but a kind of family in some ways. Mm-hmm. Whereas I think if you're just doing it on your own, you'd kind of, you'd kind of get a bit uh, disenchanted with it a little bit. Yeah, and, and I think certainly it's central. You've got that. I mean, we'll, we'll come through to some of the team events eventually, but when I see the likes of uh, yourself, Mikey Wright, uh, Ross Houston, Andy Butcher, Lewis Miller, guys who, oh, who yeah. I, I recognise yeah. from the circuit for, I mean, Ten years now, I've seen all of you guys on on the circuit, and that's that's amazing to have. And I know it'll, you'll be on that Dale Colley guys like this. You've got so many guys and girls who've just been around for what feels like forever at running well at a good a good level. Yeah, oh, I know. I know it doesn't it doesn't feel like that long, but I know you look back <laughs> at the dates. And it reminds you how how old you are. <laughs> yeah. But uh, when we first started out, I remember being in the junior group, and it was. Um, I remember like looking at I think it was a senior group and I had guys like Ross Houston and guys like Jamie McDonald and uh, Robert Russell and, oh, and you're Russell, kind of yeah. like looking up and kinda of idolising those guys and then I suppose you just kinda of, you try and you want to kinda of get to the next kind of level and then it just I suppose it's just kinda of natural progression from there. So you you've you sort of say you started out with a bit of a bit of everything and looking at, you know, the usual interview stalking a bit of power of ten and looking at some results. So a lot of eight and fifteen hundred um, early on, and some really—I mean, your your times at eight and fifteen hundred are are you know really impressive. I mean, three fifty, uh, one fifty, sorry, three thirty-eight, four hundred one for the mile. I mean, that's uh, some serious sort of track pedigree yeah. you've got. Oh yeah, oh no, it was good. I suppose that was kind of my main kind of interest uh, initially. And um, funnily enough, my first uh, first time I got picked to run for Scotland was actually hill running because uh, I tried to. Really, I was kind of. I was a bit disenchanted with um, kind of track running. This is probably pre-power of 10, so it probably shows how old. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, so I did, I think it was an uphill race. It was a qualification race. This must, it must have been about 2001 or 2002 or something. And uh, Derek, who was our coach at the time, he kind of said, why don't you uh, give hill running a go? 
Uh, so we went down, and it was an uphill only race. So that was that was probably our only kind of saving grace because we weren't any good at coming downhill. But um, I suppose because you're quite strong and fit, you're pretty good at going uphill. So um, I remember it was down in Peebles, the race, the trail race, um, and it was like I think it was the first four. Uh, for that, I remember doing it, and uh, yeah, it was, a, it was like a massive deal uh, qualifying to run for Scotland. I think it was like myself, um, Donald, Donald McCauley, uh, DJ, uh, Ian, Ian Donnan, and uh, Scott Fraser. They oh, were yeah. kind of four guys in the team. So, and it was a it was a pretty good trip. It was, a, I think, the race you qualified for was a it was a race in the Black Forest in Germany. So that was a, oh, cool. a great trip uh, to get on at that age. And then I suppose you kind of you kind of then start to think, you know, if, if I can kind of run for Scotland at kind of this level, then it, it just kind of boosts your confidence and kind of self-belief. And what and what stage did, was that? A, did you have a sort of dilemma at that point to say, do I crack on with hill, do I stick to track, do I have ambition on the road? Uh, yeah, I, d- I think I did a few more hill races and then I realised that I wasn't that great at coming downhill. So, uh, <laughs> and yeah. uh, I, I, you're trying to keep up with guys like... Uh, like Scott Fraser and Ian Donnan, and they're like flying down the hill. So, uh, and I'd always kind of, I'd always quite enjoyed running on the track. And then, I suppose you kind of see your times starting to get quicker and quicker, um, and that kind of, I suppose that's um, kind of motivates you to keep at it. Um, and then a big, I suppose the, the main kind of motivator was um, uh, when I was at uni and stuff. I was training with. Um, uh, Castorfin Athletics Club, so was mm-hmm. guys like Chris Berry and um, Scott Pilkington and stuff, and they were quite track kind of oriented. Um, so that kind of maybe that probably um, kind of pushed the direction that I kind of went. And then um, you're coming up to kind of 2010, where there was the qualification for the Commonwealth Games, um, and then that kind of I suppose that kind of focused your attention on the. You kind of thought there was a possibility I could qualify for the. Uh, 1500 meters uh, at that, so that was a kind of huge incentive. And and you, I'm right saying you did. You went to Delhi. Yeah, um, yeah. Oh, that was I know that was great. It seems again, it doesn't seem like that long ago, but uh, that was um, I'll be coming up for uh, ten years. Yeah, ten years me. How and what was that like then? As a, I mean, what age were you when you went there, and and what was that like going to going to Commonwealth Games? Uh, oh, it was oh, it was a, it was massive. Uh, it almost felt like you'd kind of qualified for the Olympics because uh, I suppose at that stage it was the kind of biggest competition that you'd ever, certainly I'd ever done, um, and I hadn't um, I hadn't been privileged enough to qualify for Great Britain or anything like that. So it was it was the kind of biggest uh, competition I'd ever done, and uh, I think being in being in India as well, it was, it was quite special because it was it was obviously quite a lot of bad um, kind of press about the games and stuff, but. Uh, when when we actually got there, everything was pretty was pretty good actually, um, and the atmosphere inside the, the stadium was it was it was wild because we were we were fortunate we were racing I think it was just before the Indian um, relay teams so the the stadium was packed okay. uh, so you were warming up on the warm up track outside the stadium you could just hear the the crowd kind of over the top of the the stadium so it just it was just like something like gladiator uh, going into that stadium. That's uh, that must be amazing, and, and when you look at the, the sort of the names are in the Scotland team, and I'm, I think it was something before the Gold Coast, and they showed some old Scotland teams, and they showed uh, some of the folk at Delhi. I think um, there's so many of you who are still running at a really high standard now who were in Delhi, which is cool. Oh yeah, and when you look at, and I think even the 
Like um, obviously, it was, I was kind of I felt I was kind of hanging on to their coattails a bit. But yeah, <laughs> the guy, um, like obviously, Ailey Child was in the team, yeah. and um, uh, uh, Steph Twelve was in the team as well. And um, uh, there was loads of other um, athletes as well. And I think, interestingly, the youth Commonwealth Games that year, or the year before, were in India as well. And um, there was guys like oh, Chris O'Hare, I think, was in that team, and like oh, yeah. Sharp and uh, Ailish McColgan and like Beth Potter and stuff like that. So I suppose it's just a real kind of stepping stone uh, for um, for going on to bigger things, but. I think uh, yeah, for me it was the kind of that was the kind of pinnacle. <laughs> <laughs> and when and so that was I'm just putting a time. So that was 2010. You were obviously yeah. look, looking at you're still in a lot of 800 there, 1500. Even a couple of 400s on your on your power tent that stage. Uh, was yeah, that was that were you a, very much targeting tracks? Obviously, I guess for the things at the Commonwealth. Yeah, uh, track was I track was kind of main focus. Uh, up until up until 2014, actually, because it was after 2010, I was still trying to. Uh, it was still a target to try and qualify for Glasgow because obviously being a home mm-hmm. Commonwealth Games as well. But um, yeah, I had quite a big um, had had uh, quite a big injury in 2011, just after the Commonwealth Games, and um, so I think that kind of set things back a little bit. So it's almost kind of playing catch up a little bit to try and get the qualifying time for. Uh, well, the 15 was the kind of most achievable one mm-hmm. uh, for myself, but um, but then it was like around about 2014. Obviously, you had guys like Jake Whiteman, uh, Chris O'Hare coming through, mm-hmm. uh, even guys like like Chris Goss and then Mark Mitchell and stuff like that. So it was just the 1500 meters was uh, stacked. <laughs> and it looks, I mean, that I guess obviously we're talking track. But throughout that period, there's a there's a there's a lot of your you know running the cross country circuit. In the back, you know, I say in the background, you know, you were. Let's uh, let's not yeah. forget, you were uh, Scottish national champion two thousand nine, national cross. Oh, yeah. I mean that. So that's a, you know, I'm, I'm saying track, but still a huge, incredible standard already at that stage at the on the national cross country. Were you enjoying cross country as much at that point? Yeah, oh, definitely. I think um, I think uh, as uh, other people probably mentioned, like um, Derek or Kochi was uh, quite a big advocate of cross country and this was um it's also a really good uh, way of building your endurance and strength during the winter and the it was such a the, the national cross has always has always been a huge um part of the kind of winter calendar so it was always a real target during the winter um for that so yeah to win it to win it twice was a was a huge honor um and just being part of that i think that was this kind of start of when central was starting to <laughs> do well in the team competition as well yeah. so that was a huge uh, motivator as well so how many of those obviously this year was the nine in a row i did i, I read it somewhere but i've forgotten the number how many of those nine have you been in the team for uh, i think I've, i think i've maybe missed one or two so wow. uh, yeah I, I couldn't remember exactly off the top of my head but um but yeah i think it's i think i've uh, i think i just picked i think there was one other person i think it was maybe alex Henry or someone else who's Round was pretty consistent as well, but um, but yeah, to get oh, to get nine in a row, that was that was really special this year. That's uh, no, that's cool. I'm just looking at some of your, uh, this dates how long you've been running. You were running it when it was still the Scottish Power and Scottish National Champs, which is uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and Fiona's got that, a couple of old hoodies that say that on it. So yeah, that's uh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, that wasn't that wasn't yesterday yet. <laughs> no, it wasn't. Um, so I mean. Moving on to the roads, then, which is what 
you know, though, well, certainly I know you most from, and a lot of the guys around here will recognise you most from recently. When when was that post the sort of Glasgow not happening? Was that that stage you decided to make a change to the road, or, or just, or was it something you'd always kind of had in mind? Uh, yeah, I think it just uh, always had in mind, and um, I don't. I've always, I suppose, um, you kind of gravitate towards longer distances a little bit as you as you probably get older. So it's um, like ten ten k and kind of. I've done a few half marathons, but I've not done. I've probably not done a really. I've not really kind of targeted the half marathon. Um, but it's always a. It's always been a big target to try and get under that thirty minutes for ten k as well. So, um, so that's kind of a big motivator to do maybe more road stuff as well. Mm-hmm. And you can And what what I find interesting is thirty oh six is your PB two thousand fifteen, and just Sunday yeah. just passed. You've gone. Right close to that uh, at Sterling. I mean, it's obviously there. For, you must be quite motivated now to to make that happen. Oh, yeah. Oh no. I did, yeah, it was, it was a bit of a surprise actually because I didn't think I was because uh, I, I didn't run quite as quick over five k this summer, um, and then I, I was quite surprised how quick uh, it was on Sunday. But yeah, it's a huge motivator to run as uh, as close to that PB because when I'd um, when I ran that PB, I think I'd been away training with. Um, we were training with Andrew, and it was myself, Scott Green, and uh, Lewis Miller as well. So oh, yeah. that was just before Andrew kind of really kicked on and qualified for Rio. And um, so it was, yeah, it was, uh, it was in pretty good shape <laughs> at that time. So I was just trying to hang on to the back of Andrew, probably about five ten seconds down the road. But um, but yeah, it was a, it was a massive uh, boost to run that time on Sunday. I think just having the the standard of the race was. Uh, was just so good and um, there was just such a uh, depth of Scottish guys, I mean from myself back to, there must have been a group of like five or six of us within maybe five or six seconds, so it was wow. great to see that in, um, in Scottish races, that kind of strength and depth coming back. And what's cool is you, that sort of bunch of you guys, you know, like yourself, obviously Cameron Strack, we know well, Kenny Wilson, um, who else was in there? Um, uh, James um, Donald. Oh, James, James Donald, yeah, and uh, I think Max. Max, Max, Max Malarvey, Malarvey, yeah. That was a good run for him. Yeah. I mean, what, what I find cool is that you guys are, we see you battle, I was obviously on the sidelines at the National Cross this year, so we see you battle out across country, we see you battle out on the track, we see you battle out on the road. Like, it's a really cool time to be to be watching oh, yeah. that, that sort of front group. Oh, yeah, there's a, there's a real kind of, real kind of surge in the strength and, yeah, it's good to kind of race these guys over all different disciplines. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, no, it's cool, and it's great that this, I guess Central as a club are putting on such a a quality road race. Um, yeah, it's uh, yeah. So and and I guess that moving on to kind of what what you've got coming, you, you sub thirty. What you have you got? You've going to run Leeds or great great Scottish ten k? Have you got any ten k's um, coming up? You might have a shot. Yeah, at? I I don't have anything. There's a few kind of local races, but. Um, I was going to do the Glasgow 10k, but um, my wife actually were due her second uh, child in the, in a, in oh. the next week or two, so oh, I'm going to put that on the on the back burner just now because I don't know how much the don't know how fresh I'll be feeling <laughs> to do that. <laughs> yeah, uh, and um, I, it's a shame that Leeds clashes with the um, the national cross country really the day yeah, before. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, um, so I'll probably end up doing the cross country relays. Uh, mm-hmm. But, but which is a shame because Leeds is like oh, it's a great release to do. 
Well, the, the other, I guess, the other option, I'm, I'm trying to uh, convince a few of the lads up here to go down uh, for the um, Ribble Valley 10K is another good one at the end of the year for a, for a quick run. Oh yeah, that would be good. I've always wanted to go down and do that one. I tried to go down one year and it was it was cancelled because of the snow. I think we got to Carlisle and to kind of do a U-turn, but <laughs> yeah, it, it always looks like a great race. So you're on on the club background, and so you you know I we see you. You obviously have a, a central uh, stalwart. I see you've a bit of time run for Thames Valley Harriers as well. Is that a, is that a, like a, just an English second claim? Yeah, that was um, when we're doing more kind of track stuff. So um, Robert used to train obviously with Robert Russell quite a lot, and um, Derek, our coach, he um, used to coach a guy Sandy Moss, who was a quite good steeplechaser, and he was quite. Friendly with um, Mel Edwards as oh, well, yeah. Yeah. Um, from Aberdeen, and Mel used to run for Thames Valley, so there was a bit of a kind of connection there. And then that's how uh, Robert uh, and Sandy both ran for Thames Valley. So then um, it was only it was kind of it seemed uh, right. So then I would I ran for Thames Valley as well for, in some of the British league, um, and at the time it was a good way to get really good competition because mm. um, a lot of the British leagues used to be quite uh, competitive, whereas now you've got so much choice with like the BMCs and things. There's maybe not quite as quite as much of a need for that. Mm-hmm. Um, the other the other advantage from running the uh, for the second claim was it was before Central had enough uh, kind of strength and depth to do the like English road really. So you'd be able to get a run out at the English road really. So Robert and myself would go down and do like the, the Southern uh, road relays and the the twelve stage for Thames Valley as mm-hmm. well. So. But then once once Central's gonna start getting a team we um we were we had to I think it's actually a I think there's a rule when the English Roadrun Association we actually had to um leave Thames Valley if we had if we wanted to run for Central in the English, which seems a bit oh. uh, seems a bit strange, but that was just what we had to do. So we've not, not really ran for them for quite a while unfortunately, but they're a great bunch of guys. One speaking about um, you know running team stuff, and you mentioned the English relays, which made me think of something else I'd written down and want to talk to you about is I noticed that you'd run for the uh, Central, the European Club Cross Country Champ in 2013, and I look at that team, and I look at the, the six you were there: Rob Russell, yourself, Scott McDonald, Lewis Miller, Alex Hendry, Mikey Wright. I mean, that must have been what was that like going over to Spain oh, and running? Was, I mean, yeah, brilliant. I think that was one of the best the best trips you ever had. <laughs> so I was um, there's a bit it's a bit it's kind of the guys always wind myself and Robert up about it because um, I think the guys actually qualified because we had to do Liverpool to qualify for the clubs and uh, Robert and myself didn't actually do <laughs> Liverpool so they were kind of saying, you know, you, you guys maybe shouldn't be, don't, <laughs> shouldn't come out. Um, so Derek Derek actually said, um, he, uh, I think it was Broxburn Cross Country, when it, it was like an East League just after Liverpool when we'd qualified. Um, and Derek said, uh, "You've got so this is like a qualification race for the people that didn't do Liverpool. So I think it was like <laughs> myself, Robert Russell, uh, John Newsome, uh, and I think it was like Alex Hendry and guys like that. And everyone, everyone was going kind of hell for leather at Broxburn to try and get in the team because everyone just wanted a trip out to. It was in Villa Mura, and I think it was like February or March time, so it was quite, a, oh, it was quite a feeling." <laughs> Going out there, but um, it was a great trip. Um, the I don't know the European clubs. Um, it's a great level of competition. A lot of the Spanish and Portuguese clubs are almost um, kind of full time. A lot of their athletes are kind of 
semi-professional, a professional, so it's quite a high standard um, race. And uh, you, you kind of get put up like the day before, and then you do the race, and then you get put up the day after. So it's a great um, trip away, and it was a huge honour to um, represent GB with well running for Central at, uh, for representing Britain at that. So that is really cool. Great. Oh no, there's I know there's another. Uh, I think because um, Andrew Andrew was meant to run in the team as well, but he got unfortunately he got really bad food poisoning the night before the race, so he had to. Um, I think it was Michael Wright. Actually. I think he was the reserve because we took like one or two guys just in case. Um, so Mike, Michael got to run and Andrew had to stand on the sidelines, but um, which was a shame because we. Um, but it was uh, I know it was three can always get kind of uh, kind of wound up about that and stuff. But, <laughs> but it was a great a great competition. If you ever get a chance to qualify with the Metro, it's a it's a great one to do. It's uh yeah I, I mean that maybe a bit lofty ambition for Metro, but it would be it sounds <laughs> incredible. But uh, you can dream, I suppose. The um, yeah. you mentioned you mentioned a few times Derek there, so I guess for listeners who are maybe not quite in the know, Derek Easton, who the legendary central coach what um what's it like uh, you know working with derek and what what's your and i guess what sort of training are you doing now with him for your for what it seems to be five and ten k road uh, yeah it's it's um it's probably a bit different from your kind of usual group because it's quite a it's quite a big group um at central so there's probably um you probably get about between 40 50 people down on like a club night um, and it's wow. quite a, there's quite a range of abilities. There's there's probably about like ten or fifteen guys here, who are probably a bit quicker. So that would be like so like myself, Michael Wright, um, Lewis Miller, like Morag, um, uh, kind of guys that are maybe doing kind of faster stuff. And then you've got a huge uh, variety of people who are doing like kind of ten k up to marathon. Even there's even some guys doing ultras and stuff. So it's quite a it's quite a bit of a mixed bunch, but. I think one of the good things is everyone kind of just bounces off each other, and it's quite there's quite a good um, kind of social side to it as well. Um, so the training, I suppose the training normally kind of rolls around like a Tuesday, Tuesday Thursday, um, and then a kind of Saturday depends on what's going on. Um, and in the summer, it's kind of predominantly based at Stirling Uni, um, and then in the winter, you're kind of at the you use a couple of different schools in Stirling. Um, and um, but yeah, it's quite. I suppose it's kind of your it's kind of your usual uh, kind of um, interval uh, stuff. Um, but I think the advantage is that just training with such a big group of guys, you always kind of go along and kind of get pulled along. To hmm. you probably just get that extra bit out of yourself because you're training with other people. Yeah, and is that so? You're you're on the track, or you or you say you're on? You got sort of classic loops that you you road routes you yeah. guys are smashing out. Uh, Aye, so in the summer, I suppose it depends on what people are doing. So maybe um, we'd kind of meet at the track at, at Stirling Uni, and if people are doing stuff, training on the track, they would um, do kind of interval-based work on the track. Um, I suppose the, the luxury at Stirling Uni is there's quite a lot of grass as well, so mm. maybe people are doing more stuff on the road or other stuff, they would do a session on the grass as well, so it would almost be like kind of two different options. Um, but then in the winter time, it would be more. Everyone would probably do the same thing, and it would be. It would tend to be more kind of road loops and mm-hmm. kind of like uh, four hundred meters, half a mile, mile loops and kind of hills and stuff like that. So, mm. And is uh, so but, not, yeah, it's not. Oh, sorry, you were going to say. I was going to say. With, I mean, so with Derek, then is he? He's basically giving a plan out to you, to you, your sort of lead group, and you're all training together. 
yeah, everyone's kind of training together. So it's nothing. It's nothing to kind of fans there. Um, everyone just kind of trains together, and I suppose there's a bit of flexibility. So some people, like you might get some nights, or some people want to do something maybe a wee bit more specific. So people kind of maybe change what they're doing, I suppose, so that um, so that people kind of kind of train together. So I suppose what um, what it doesn't want is people just kind of going and doing their own their own thing. Um, so uh, yeah, it's quite a kind of group based um, mentality. You, you probably there's maybe not the same kind of specific um, uh, kind of session for specific people, but I think you probably you probably gain more out just just working together as a group mm-hmm. um, with that. Um, and then so Derek will he'll kind of set the session, and then there's um, there's normally one other person, so it's, uh, Raymond Milne, actually Cameron's dad, so he can assist with the other groups as well, so he'll kind of help with timing and stuff like that. So, um, but yeah, it's pretty relaxed. It's pretty relaxed affair. Yeah. Mm. That's uh, it's, I mean, I guess it's no, it's probably no coincidence that as a club you do so well when if you've got that you spirit that you're all trained and you, you say it yourself you're trained together. That's that that sounds really good. Yeah, I oh know it's good. It's um, um, I think that's probably the best thing because you, I know you kind of turn up at some tracks and you see you'll, you'll see like five guys all doing like five different sessions and you probably get more out of it by just doing everything together. So I suppose there's there's a there probably is time and a place for doing uh, like specific stuff on your own, but um, if you're I suppose if you want to just try and get that kind of workload, then you're probably better working as a group. No, that's cool. And what uh, what about um, the, the the sort of transition? Then you obviously got cross country through the through the winter, and then you rode a bit through the sort of this, this tail end of the summer. Do you is that typically how you're building your season? Then you're going quite yeah. traditional. Um, so tentative, like in a break after the end of the summer, so probably like a week or two of just kind of not doing anything or just doing something that isn't running, and then. Um, like during the early part of the winter, it kind of builds. So you probably do a lot of um, uh, a lot of kind of hills and kind of grass reps and stuff. And then during closer to competition time, the the reps will probably get a wee bit shorter and get more recovery. Um, and then through the winter again, probably build like a second kind of strength kind of period with like more hills and um, and obviously just kind of gradually increasing the mileage. And then um, into kind of springtime again, you start to kind of normally have a kind of break, kind of after um, kind of national cross, and then um, just kind of building up to things again. And I suppose beginning of summer, because we've probably been working on more track stuff, um, be doing kind of longer longer reps in the track, particularly this year because we're doing there's quite a few of us doing a uh, high gate high gate, so we probably weren't doing as much um, kind of shorter stuff. Um, and then again, closer towards kind of competition time, you'd probably tend to do kind of shorter, faster stuff just to kind of sharpen up a bit. Okay. For that. It's uh, okay. That's cool. That's uh, I think there's a lot, of folk, a lot of folk can take from that in terms of that. Yeah, the to stru- structure the year. I think a lot of people just try and batter out the same throughout the year, yeah. week in, week out. Oh no, I just and I think it's um, I think it's kind of keeping it simple as well. I think a lot of time people can overcomplicate. Um, running whereas it's quite a simple it's a simple sport where you just have to kind of do the work <laughs> yeah. and then the biggest the biggest part is probably trying to get make sure you're getting adequate recovery as well because that's the only way you're going to get going to get fitter um, so you say you said they're so typically structured you're a Tuesday and a Thursday session and a long run on a weekend I guess 
Yeah, yeah. So um, I suppose my my training's probably changed over the last couple of years just because um, I don't I probably have as much time just for like fam family as well. So I don't. Um, so I would probably tend to do like a, an interval session on a Tuesday and then um, kind of easy easy running on a Wednesday and then on a Thursday I would probably tend to do something like kind of either hills or kind of tempo work and then again easy running or, or kind of rest on a Friday um, and then kind of more interval based uh, work on a Saturday and then kind of long run Sunday okay. um, and then Monday would tend to be a kind of a kind of easy kind of medium run uh, from that so okay um, and how and that's quite a good leading I mean you've talked about uh, you know, yeah, back family, and you know, that's brilliant news. You've got the second on its way. How do you, how do you balance? You're someone who's sustained success for so long. How do you balance uh, work, running, family? I mean, that's any any nuggets of gold for the listeners. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, well, it's it's not. It's definitely not easy. <laughs> you need to find a under, understanding partner, or, or, <laughs> or um, but um, but no, I think I've done it. I think. To be honest, I probably, yeah, probably, I think um, you're obviously aren't able to do the same amount of training, but um, in some ways, it's not a bad, a bad thing because you probably, you probably get more kind of rest and recovery because you're kind of, you either spend time with friends and family, and that's, I think, in a way, that's actually quite a good recovery. Um, and then I suppose you probably makes you prioritise your time better as well. So when you actually do have time to train, you probably kind of get the most out of it instead of kind of faffing about or kind of wasting time um, but yeah you do I think the biggest thing is probably just trying to get enough recovery that's probably the main thing which is difficult um, I think when I suppose when Finlay was quite young the running buggy came in handy because you can still get out and do quite a lot of your easy runs with the buggy um, <laughs> whereas uh, obviously when he's getting bigger he doesn't want to he wants to run beside you instead <laughs> of getting in the buggy so it gets it gets a bit harder Um <laughs> But yeah, so I know dabbling, dabbling with the idea of getting a treadmill in the garage, but I don't know if that'll see if that works. <laughs> the uh, well, he must be. I mean, he he must be inspired. Well, I've already seen him on top of the as a lot of us have on top of the podium at the oh, Scottish oh, yeah. Country Champs. So there's there's he's going to emulate that when he's older. Uh, hi, oh yeah, yeah. Hopefully, yeah. Or if he's got any, if he's got any sense, he might take up another sport. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, have you got? Um, have you have you run a park run? Have you ever have you run? Have you raced with a buggy yet? Uh, yeah, I've done a yeah, I've done a few few park runs. Uh, I know it's you try not to get competitive dad uh, <laughs> syndrome, but yeah, I've done a few park runs. Done Falkirk's probably the closest one um, to us. So uh, oh, I know with a buggy, blimey! Sometimes get a few disapproving looks of kind of flying down the hill with uh, <laughs> Finland in the buggy, trying to do like a, a, a come round a really tight corner. Um, that's a hell of a workout. Yeah. That's not an easy course, the Falkirk Park Run. Oh, it's, yeah, it's a hard one. Yeah, I know definitely Crammons. Uh, the one at Crammons a lot easier. Depends on the as long as it, as long as it's not too windy. <laughs> need to get. I'll need to, I'm sure Kyle will get Kyle to. He can head down and you yeah. can uh, have a showdown on the on the oh, yeah. on the, the course with it. That'd be cool. Um, oh, so what? So basically, what you're saying is the way you've sustained success in recent years is that training hard with a buggy. That's the that's that's what's yeah. pushing you on. Yeah, nice. oh, definitely. It'll help him on the UTMB next year. <laughs> get, some, get some coins in. <laughs> exactly. So, in um, in uh, in terms of then, you know, talked a lot of great results there. What what would you say is your your particular career highlight so far? Um, 
probably uh, I suppose like we mentioned earlier, qualifying for Scotland at the Commonwealth Games and um, and then winning yeah winning the national cross country twice in a row. Um, aside from that, I think um, there was one year I was lucky enough I won the. I don't know if you've heard. There's like the Loughborough International Track Meet. Yes. And um, they have it at the beginning of the year, and um, there was one year. I think it was 2010. I managed to. I won the 1500 meters there. So that was pretty special because, again, you're running for Scotland in front of. Um, wow. It's quite a. It's quite a kind of biggish meet, um, and you're running against like England and um, like uh, Loughborough, uh, Wales, and uh, like Ireland and stuff like that. So that was pretty cool. The, uh, it's something that we don't have in, it's difficult in athletics, it's not like we can just, on football we're full track caps. So how many times have you <laughs> have you run for Scotland? Uh, oh, I'm not sure, yeah, I'm not sure, I think someone, um, I've, it's probably, I suppose combining track and cross country, it's probably, probably in excess of 20, 20 years. Wow, yeah. and am I right in saying you've run for Scotland on track Cross country, road, and hill. Um, yeah, if you count, oh, up, if you count up hill only, it'd be hill as well. Of course, yeah. of course, you count it. That's a that is an incredible yeah. record. I can't imagine there's many people who've who've, who've done that. Uh, yeah, there's maybe um, I can't think of anyone off the top of my head. Uh, maybe maybe Andy. I was going to say maybe Andy Douglas. Oh yeah. Nice. Yeah. That's uh, that's one for our maybe someone like Alex Jackson who can shine some uh, <laughs> yeah. shed some light on that if he, yeah. he knows. Um, oh yeah, cool. That's uh, that, that's impressive. That was big. Um, it was great hearing the interview with Alex Jackson that he did uh, last year. Um, it was really interesting to hear his um, his story. Yeah. Oh, he's yeah, he's such a, a stalwart. He's absolutely brilliant to get oh, on. Oh, definitely. So what about um, moving forward? Then what are the what's the the future goals for for you? Um, yeah, I'd like I'd like to try and um, again do try and get under that thirty minutes for ten k. And uh, I suppose in the more immediate future, um, we've got a, we've got a really strong chance of qualifying for the European Clubs cross country um, again this November um, in Liverpool. So that oh, is kind cool. of an immediate target because we've got a really strong team uh, with I suppose like Jamie. Um, and Andy, um, guys like myself, um, Michael Wright, Lewis Miller. Um, there's there's a lot of younger guys coming through as well, so it'd be really good to kind of give that a crack. Oh, cool! That'd be great to see a Scottish club go. That'd be absolutely brilliant. Do you know where the champs are? Uh, I'm not sure. No, we're hoping hoping that it's somewhere warm and sunny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. You don't discover that they've been hosting Wales or something this time. That's oh yeah, I know. It'll be it'll be just our luck. Yeah. <laughs> and what about this? Is I mean, I mean, the, the sub thirty. I think that's a hundred percent. That's you can see that's that's coming. That's in the water. What about um? You mentioned earlier you run a couple of halves, and this is not a, a question. I know I'm not a big fan of just saying to people you, everyone has to keep going up in distance, but. Is a half and marathon? Is that something that's ever been on your radar? Uh, I'd like, yeah, I'd like to do a marathon and a half. I think, I think the problem is if I did a marathon, I'd like to do it really. I'd like to try and give it one hundred and ten percent. And yeah, I don't know if I could. You just hear the amount of training that uh, guys do for the the marathon. Uh, but I think, yeah, I think I wouldn't write it off one day giving it a go. Um, but yes, oh, it's, it's inspiring at the moment watching guys like. Um, like obviously you've got like Callum and Robbie and stuff like mm. I would I would ever kind of dream of being running as quick as those guys, but it just uh, it kind of definitely whets whets your appetite to 
give the marathon a go. That's cool. Well, that's exciting. I'm glad to hear that, that's a, that we might see that in the coming years then, maybe once the... Yeah. Oh, Michael, Michael Wright's always uh, trying to get me to run a marathon, yeah. Of course. Well, I get. I mean, you never. maybe the, the Stirling Marathon's ever resurrected to, to Scottish Championships on home turf. That must have been... I mean, that must have been really sweet for Michael to, to Oh, yeah. To win that. Oh, that was, that was amazing. I remember what... I was actually spectating that day and... Um, we thought we thought Kevin Wood. Uh, I think it was Kevin Wood from Fife. He was in the lead for quite a long time, and we kind of we thought he'd had it in the bag. And then it was only we saw them. I think it was about a mile to go, and Kevin was still ahead of Michael. Um, so he must have he must have had a really tough last uh, mile. And then someone I think someone messaged us saying that Michael had won it again. So I was so That's yeah so brilliant. pleased for him to to win it uh, win it again because he he puts. Uh, such a lot of work into the club as well so it's great to see someone like that getting uh, doing well uh, very well deserved so before before we finish up and I'll take on to Farley questions the one thing that strikes yeah. me you know we've, we've just talked you've got you know two time Scottish national winner and that's back 2008 um, you've got uh, you know accolades now how 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 do you how do you what do you put down to this sort of sustained level that you've you've operated at uh, I don't know. Maybe it's uh, maybe stupidity or just stubbornness. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, I just I think I just enjoy I just enjoy going out for a run. So and then enjoy enjoy competing as well. So I think it's just that um, you just trying to get the best out of yourself. Um, and I think what um, when Derek I think part of Derek's uh, coaching philosophy is obviously competition is such a, an important part of athletics and whether that's track or cross country or road um, then particularly kind of Scottish championships and things I think everyone just gets really motivated to, to race championships and I think uh, when you've got that kind of you've always got these competitions coming up it just kind of keeps your motivation uh, going but, um, but yeah, it's, there. it's good to try different things as well and I think the variety is probably key as well so just not always doing the same thing. Mm. Yeah, I like that variety, and actually, I also like the simplicity of the fact that you you just enjoy running, which is cool. That's uh, I think if you don't enjoy, yeah, it, that's oh, no, definitely. I know the the UTM watching the videos of Kyle doing the UTMB uh, running in that scenery looks uh, must have been amazing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure he would say that when he was like <laughs> 90 miles deep. He was. I can tell you about that for free. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, cool. Oh, yeah. Oh, it was, but is that? Uh, Look tough, yeah. Look tough, staying on his staying on his feet at the end. You know? Yeah, I remember. That's a question I didn't ask you. Any ultra running plans? Uh, no, not at the moment. No. <laughs> my, saying that, my, my family, my uh, my dad's done the West Island Way race, oh, and wow. um, my my sister's fiance, he he was doing the West Island Way race this year as well. But yeah, I don't have any immediate plans. <laughs> but I've got uh, I've got that most respect for those those guys are just. Uh, Different, different uh, athletes. Oh, yeah. Not nutters. That's what they are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Right. Well, uh, before we let you go, then we'll finish up with some fart-like questions. So, are you ready? Yeah, go for it. Yeah. Cross country, road, or track? Uh, track. Pre-race meal. Uh, oh, uh, pasta. Favorite movie? Oh, white men can't jump. Nice, that's a new one for a new answer. Favourite race? Um, oh, that's hard. That's tough. Um, <laughs> I think the Morton Mile. I had the privilege of doing that once, and it was just uh, 
I think running a mile on the tracks just special and the the history with the Morton Games as well. That was that was my biggest the best race I did. And is that the one where you ran four oh one? Is that you? Four oh one. Yeah, that was. I think that was the second time. The first time I ran four oh one, I was chasing Mark Mitchell on a track in Belgium, and I think Mark was like four oh one low, and I was like four oh one mid. Uh, so we ended up going back to Brussels and controlling her. Uh, cheap Belgian beer after four or one though. Boy, I mean that's uh, that's that's impressive. Um, where sorry, where am I? Uh, rest day or recovery run? Uh, recovery run. Favorite session? Uh, oh, that's that's hard. I quite like them all. I'd probably have to say something like twelve four hundred off a minute. Okay. Morning shuffle or evening saunter. Uh, evening saunter. Running hero. Oh, um, Andrew Butcher. <laughs> nice, return the favour. I like it. Uh, dreaded session. Um, probably something long, kind of like mile reps or something. Okay. Uh, favourite distance. Uh, 1500 metres or the mile. Post race treat. Was that post post, post race treat? Yeah. Uh, oh, uh, cheeky lefty. <laughs> nice. Favorite shoe? Um, the Peg- Nike Pegasus. Nice. I like it. Right. I think this answer is probably easy because you've kind of answered already. Butcher, Wright, yeah. Miller, or Collie? Oh, so it says Butcher, Miller, or Collie. Butcher, Wright, Miller, or Collie. I think I'd have to go. I can't pick two, can I? No, you can't. Uh, I think I'd have to go for Miller. Okay, nice. Uh, I, I think he's a listener. Was that, so. was that Lewis? Was that Lewis? Miller? Uh, a good, good point, actually. Yeah, it was Lewis Miller, yeah. Uh, go for Lewis. Okay. Uh, worst race experience? Um, probably. Dropping out of um, Highgate night of the ten k's. <laughs> oh, <dear. laughs> oh dear, that's yeah, that's uh, doesn't sound like a particularly yeah. great one. Uh, dream run partner. If you could run run with one person, dead or alive, who would it be? Um, probably. Oh, that's hard. Right. Yeah. Uh, Roger Bannister. That nice, I like it. We've not danced before. Uh, Favourite place to run? Um, probably Dunkeld. Nice. And if you had, you could run one more race in your career only, you can have done it before, or it could be a new one, what would it be? Uh, oh, the Dream Mile in Oslo. Nice. The 1500 meters in Monaco. Oh, nice. And quick, that one, I guess, which seems to be yeah. always good results. Nice. Very good. If, 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 you, were, if you were fully fit. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Well, uh, Ali, thank you so much. It'd be great, really great to have you on. It's, uh, oh, yeah. You know, it's, no, thanks. I, I hope I've not uh, bored everyone. <laughs> oh, don't be daft. You're one of the most well liked, well respected guys in the circuit. So it's just brilliant to get you on. And. Um, right, look forward to speaking to you again. But anyway, good luck, good luck for the rest of the season. Look forward to seeing you on a cross country, I guess, as it's coming up soon. Yeah, no, thanks. And yeah, uh, pass on our regards to yourself and Kyle, who's uh, yeah, it's a great podcast. It's uh, 
it's always a highlight of the week when it comes out <laughs> on the uh, iTunes. Nice, nice. We'll slip you that ten on it when we see you at the cross country. Yeah, yeah, okay. Brilliant. Well, thanks, Ali. Yeah, we'll see. Speak to you soon. Cheers, Tom. Cheers, Bye. mate. Bye. Bye. That was a cracking interview. Again, I haven't listened to it, but I always <laughs> say that. I know it's going to be a great interview. So, yeah, uh, thank you so much for coming on the show, Ali. And, uh, yeah, it'd be great to have you back on. Um, I'm, sh- I'm sure we'll, we'll see another 10, 15, 20, even maybe 50 years of, of you running at, at the level that you're at. So. And actually, we talked about things that we're going to do. So there you go, Kyle. You're going to line up against Ali Hay and now Callum Neff. With a buggy. With a buggy, but it depends on how, you know, that could be in a year or two years' time. Are they going to have more sprogs, you know? Well, true. Well, as, as Ali said, he's, he's expecting imminently, so there you go. So that's quite uh, a level I, pegging for you. you. <laughs> God. Well, I think, did you not say a 5K? A yeah, 5K. go for a 5K. Uh, Ali, I mean, again, I don't know if you're going to step up to the marathon, but, uh, uh-huh. you know, maybe, maybe let's do a half, eh? Let's well, do a half. You could argue the, the three of you would probably, a fair would be to meet at either half or 10k. Possibly. Let's do a, a stroller. <laughs> With the buggies. A, a stroller. stroller championships. Is that oh, sound? there we go. TRS has grown up. I mean, We've moved on from being beer champs to the Scottish <laughs> stroller champs. If you can do cross championships. Why can we not do a stroller championship? Yeah, true. Yeah. I'll leave that. I'll leave that in your corner. To organize that. <laughs> yeah. Well, talking about races, is uh, there's quite a few races coming up. Um, but before we get onto this weekend's uh, races, there's um, there's one race that I want to plug because I think this is a fantastic hill race uh, in the northeast of Scotland. It's been going on for years now, and um, I I, th- I think it's a great entry level uh, hill hill race. So this one is the Benny Hill Race. Now, not only is it a great race, this is the 30th anniversary of it. So um, I'm well behind supporting this one. Um, and it's, yeah, it's been on the go for, for well, 30 years. <laughs> um, and it's 8.2 miles in length, uh, not that much elevation. So anyone who, who does get a bit worried about you know, getting, getting, up, getting too high, then it's, uh, it's only 500 meters of, of elevation. So it's not that bad, folks. Um, and yeah, anyone can can take part in it. Uh, it's all off road. A good pair of trail trail shoes is, is what you would need. You wouldn't need anything crazy because um, it is mostly all on trail. Um, so starts at be- back of Benahy Car Park um, near Inch. So if you do fancy getting involved in the race, um, I've done. Have you done the race before, Tom? I haven't. No, you haven't. That's one for the. It's another one for the TRS uh, virtual. Bucket list. Yeah, it's okay. Um, I, I think it's a great race. It's organised by Gary Roadrunners, and don't think it's always been organised by them. But um, but yeah, get yourself. The first time I did it, I was hungover. I was uh, it was my first year at uni. Really, as a fresher, uh, Graham B was he, he was oh, running yeah. it. Kevin Boris. <laughs> nice. <laughs> they picked me up uh, on the way to the race. Uh, I, I you know went over this sort of. Um, dual carriageway, uh, you know the barriers and chundered must chundered everything <laughs> out, and uh, just sheltered behind the bush, a bit like uh, that the North District, uh, no, not the East District, East Coast, 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 yeah, a couple of years ago, and, uh, and I had a great race. I, I absolutely loved the race. I think it was because it was like you know you're in the fresh air and you and it's a runnable hill race too. You go up and you go up all the famous tops of Benny Hee, uh, Oxen Craig. Craig's Hannock and Mither Tap itself, so it's uh, it's a great 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 wee race to do. There's also a junior race too. Um, so if anyone does want to enter the race, you can. Um, I 
it's all you can enter on resultsbase.net um, and just or just search for Benny Hill Racing. I'm sure you'll manage to find uh, ways to enter. But um, yeah, I think it will. There will be a waiting list if, if you don't. Uh, if once once uh, the the numbers have exceeded. Um, so yeah, it's on the, the the last thing I want to tell you, folks. It's the race is on the what day is it? The twenty eighth of September, I think. It doesn't happen. Yeah, twenty Sunday the 29th of September, folks. So um, get yourself signed up for that one. There's also a couple other races in the north in terms of hill races. It's like a Aberdeenshire hill race season uh, series. And the first one is this weekend, the Cairn William Hill Race, uh, a few miles away from where I stay. That's this Saturday. And then the last one uh, between Samish and between uh, what am I saying? Cairn William, then it's uh, Benahy, then it's Morven on the 5th of, Saturday the 5th of October. So get yourself signed up. That's uh, nice. That's enough plugging for, for one race. What, there, a, eh? what a pitch. Right. So other races this weekend, uh, I'm not really sure what there is. I mean, well, we can, we'll get, well, as always, I'll pull up the, the old Scottish running guide this weekend. We've got, um, make sure I'm on the right, right month. I'm not, I'm not, I'm on August. I think we're kind of going into a lull again before we hit the, the marathon season. As I say, we've got Berlin the weekend after this, and then we've got Loch Ness the weekend after that. Um, but certainly this weekend, there are there are a few there. There's the Hamilton 10, 10K. I like what they've done with the name there. That's very clever. The Arca 10K, the Karen William Hill race. That's a great race locally. Yeah, that's as Kyle mentioned. Yeah. yeah. Out of, uh, yeah, that's, um, that's cool. The Doonby 10K on Orkney. The uh, Scottish 10K, of course, in Musselburgh and the Scottish Half Marathon in Musselburgh. So look forward to recapping those next week. Dumfries Half, Run Scotland, Strathclyde 10K and 5K. So plenty to report on. And of course, we look at, we talk about what's coming up the weekend after. I'm saying Berlin. The main one that's coming up is the Great Scottish Run, which I'm absolutely gutted to be missing. That's uh, not this week, but next weekend. Yeah. 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 So, so plenty to go on there. So... Before we wrap up, rant time. Rant Kyle. time. Now, I don't think we've done that. We, we've had a rant for a while. Actually, we've yeah. we've got. The thing is, we've now we're now back. We're popping a backlog, which, yeah, is, which great. is fantastic. Yeah, yeah, it's great. So your choice, Kyle. Pick pick a rant. Well, I think on the on the subject of of masters um, and runners, nice. uh, I think cool. I think this is this is an apt um, an apt rant to have. So I'm gonna this guy. Uh, sorry, guy, gal. I'm not gonna say who who it is. Um, <laughs> Wishes to remain anonymous. Guy McGuy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, so this is the <laughs> run and run, which, uh, which is, so since turning um, 40 and now becoming a veteran in athletic terms, I've noticed something that definitely classes discrimination at some local races. On several occasions, I've been lucky enough to finish a podium past <laughs> Been given a prize for second or third. I've been awarded first. <laughs> you know, I'm not even laughing. I thought you might laughing. It's not even funny. This, uh, it's, it's actually quite serious. Uh, I class myself as a competitor, racing all the others in the field, not just the old duffers. So if I finish second, I'd like to get second place. Instead, second place goes to third place, and third place goes to fourth, and I'm first. Oh, 
I really don't agree with this as a matter of principle, and I'd be interested in your thoughts. Cheers. I'm not sure what, <laughs> I don't understand what you've got, what's, what's throwing you off here. So, just to recap on the rant, and I actually, I think it's a spot on rant, is that, yeah, Matt, quite often at races, people get, you finish second, second master, and you don't get a prize, or sorry, you finish second overall, but you don't get a prize for second overall, you get a prize for first master, as if you're a sub, sub you know, you're not worth the, the main prize. So the question I've got for you then, Kyle, in response to the rant is, are you, if you were a vet, would you be more proud of being second overall, or say or third overall, or the fact you were first vet? And I, I think I'd be more proud of third overall. Yeah. Because first vet, no one really, know, no, no disrespect to any of the vets out there, but nobody really looks at, other than us, you know, when we look at the result, other than us. I mean, yeah. We all look at results and it's always, we always look based on ages as well, but um, but I think uh, I think for me, I, I would be I would want to be be classed as third third in the race, not first vet. I, if somebody said what place were you? You were first vet. Then you could be twentieth in the race yeah. and be first vet. Um, so for me, I think if you're regardless of where you are in the field, I think it's it's, it's nice to know what you are overall. And, and and like we say, you know, there's there's elements, there's people out there who. Are, there's some runners out there just now who, who are running fast times and getting PBs at the ripe old age of in their 40s, in their 50s even. Yeah. We only have to look at uh, one of the guys um, we spoke about uh, doing the Sterling 10K. can't remember his name now. Um, Frankie Barton, he ran a 31-minute 10K when, when he was 50. That's and crazy. And Baker Hughes 10K, which isn't even that fast, of course, to be uh-huh. honest with Absolutely the crazy. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I think for me, you know, I, I, in terms of prizes, um, when it comes to, that's probably where it gets a bit tricky. You could get third overall in the race, but first, your, your prize is lesser than, than what would be if it was a first met. Yeah. Um, so, so I think you have to weigh it up, but maybe you get third overall and you get first vet. Uh, you announced us. You get first vet. You get the 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 best prize. You know, the, the 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 prize of higher value. Mm-hmm. Um, so so yeah, I'm 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 on. I think I I agree with uh, with Annan about about who you know what what you're perceived as when when you get to the veteran age. So I personally, when I get to vet a veteran's status, I want to be mixing up with the young boys you know yeah quite uh, right and and i think most people do but it's really nice that we've, we've got the opportunity to be able to to have categories and mm-hmm. you know when when you become a veteran too so i, I maybe think uh you know is it is it age discrimination i don't know i don't I, mm, yeah, I, see. I don't i don't know if it would be but maybe i, I, I don't know what's your thoughts tom i i i agree with you that if someone is if someone's good enough to finish second they finish second and they should be they should be imagine on a podium they should be second on the podium they should be celebrated as yeah. second in the race of all the people who lined up there they were the second best yeah. now to take that away from them and say you're getting a category prize that's not good enough they should for me they should be given they should be getting yeah. both now I, I i know some races say oh it's nice to spread out the prizes turn it on itself right if i finish fourth in the race i'm embarrassed to get a second or a third senior yeah, you know, and is, that, honestly, yeah. like I, I've had it when they've handed, and they always do the senior as if it's the main one. And there's a guy who's beating yeah. you; he's a vet, and you think 
he should be get there should you know and I, so I I agree I think that it should be that so if you should get your uh, position in the race first and foremost. What happened at Crafterson? Because Tom, is he not a vet? So did he get first vet? Or That's did a good he get question. Second place. I was I was off an assault before uh, the prize was handed out. Because so. <laughs> did you not? <laughs> no, I, 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 I joke. I joke. I say that with joke. We're actually, yeah. I was saying to some of the lads I trained with. It was a year ago that. Ben Ward Run Beer was was uh, ranting to the podcast about the fact that Crafters he was third like me. Right, Crafters yeah. half marathon doesn't do it does pretty solid prizes for one and two. Niada for third place. Nothing. So yeah, it's no, the, I think that that's also a rant uh, we we have maybe later on. But uh, but yeah, no, I, think I, I, I just I was away because I was cool. Actually, I went to I went to cool down and do a couple more miles with Tom afterwards. So so <laughs> well, neither of us were there. Neither of us were there at the finish. <laughs> Oh me! Well, uh, I hope hopefully we've have we summed up that rant. I think we have, but yeah. I would be really interested to hear for, hear from some listeners on their thoughts on if you're a masters runner, what do you think about that? If you're, and I think it's particularly that forties category. But I guess one way to put it is, if someone who was forty was second at national cross, they would be getting a silver medal. Yeah. So that's that, true. Yeah. You know, regard, yeah. When you regardless of your age. Yeah. If you go to the Olympics, look at Kipchoge. He's forty. You're not going to say yeah. to him. Right, congratulations! You were first vet at the at the London Marathon. <laughs> yeah. uh, whoever was second gets first overall. It's a nonsense. Yeah, it's a, yeah, that's a good way of putting it, actually. So, so yeah, very good. Well, thank you for that, um, Anon. Um, and yeah, keep them coming. A lot of age chat there. So yeah, generally, if masters athletes, give us a shout. Um, well, I think that's it I for think tonight. It is, yeah. So what's the plan for the rest of the week then? The rest of the week, I've got a session on Friday. Yeah. Uh, I've got a long run on the weekend, so I'm I'm going to try and go to 22. So yeah, I'm uh, I'm hoping to try and get another, a pretty solid week this week and next week. I could do with getting some just solid weeks, and by solid, I mean good mileage, preferably about 80 miles, and two good sessions and a long run. So that if we can just keep ticking them off, that'll be fine. I'm finding I'm just a lot going on at the moment at work and stuff. It's hellishly busy, so trying to squeeze stuff in is is proving a challenge. But we we uh, we keep going because only six weeks to go, and then I can uh, rest on my laurels. Exactly. Yeah, that sounds good. How about you? I'll just be doing. You doing eighty miles? I'm just going to aim for eighteen miles. (laughs) Nice. And I think I'll need to recover after my my ten by two minutes today. So. So I'll need a, a good few days to, to, to get to reset again. Um, so yeah, I don't know what I did today. Uh, so maybe maybe six miles for the day, and uh, you know another twelve to go for the week. So nice. Looking forward to that. Um, but on a serious note, I am looking to sharpen up again. I think I've lost a lot of uh, yes. a lot of speed and um, doing all the long stuff. So I'm just gonna you know strip everything back again and uh, focus on five k, ten k kind of. Sessions oh, yes. and like just try it. and get a bit quicker again and, and build back up in the next year and so that I'm not going into ultras sluggish and slow. I've got the speed and I can develop the endurance uh, again. So I'm looking forward to seeing how the next kind of few weeks go and looking for also looking forward to doing shorter sessions yeah. as well. You know, shorter, faster. Well, that was an hour sessions. tonight. It was a solid session, but yeah. it was only an hour. Yeah. yeah. And you know, you'll be in the position now that you're going to go. You should be getting fitter. Yeah. And faster, so you've got well, that progression. Peace. Yeah, and that's the interesting thing. It's good to benchmark, you know, what a 5k time. Okay, it was a hell, it wasn't 18 minutes. It was probably like sub 17 if it was a flat course. But, uh, you know, looking from from where I'm going to go from from now until later in the the year, it'll be 
looking to get those times down so it'll be exciting I'm just trying to see what sessions I've got come up in the next couple of weeks we can maybe tie in for one yeah got a couple of five something or five short, or something you know, like that yeah something there anything any less than two minutes so, <laughs> <laughs> so I can see you in the, see you in the distance you know rubbish uh, so yeah so if anyone wants to contact us um, feel free to you know email us at tartanrunningshorts at gmail.com you can get us on our website at www.tartanrunningshorts.com. Uh, our Facebook handle is at Tartan Running Shorts and ha- Twitter handle is at Tartan Shorts as well. And again, we say this every week. Feel, you know, it would be great to, we don't do this, we, we do this at the good of our hearts. So it would be good to get some reviews um, and uh, ratings on, on iTunes so that we can keep providing good content to, to everyone. And uh, yeah, it, it also boosts us up in the rankings as well. It'd be great to see uh, TRS being a top hundred in, on oh. iTunes and in sports. So I think that happened at the start of it when we started doing them. I don't know if that's you know you, you, you automatically go into the top hundred yeah. when you start. I think the podcast, we cracked the two fifty at one stage. That's not a top hundred, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, well, thank cool. you very much, folks. Yeah, and, have a good uh, week. Have a good week, and we'll speak to you next week. Bye. Bye.